And this is where I begin. Yes, broadcasting from the world-famous haunted winery here in Warren, Michigan. This is a really, really cold ghostly talk on February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day, 2009. (laughs) Ghostly talk is independently produced every Sunday night between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern time to converse about all things paranormal. For more info, go to www.closelytalk.com. Let's see if I can make this a run-on sentence. Tonight, <laughs> Jason Cliburn from the Prodigy Paranormal Group drops in to give us a pecan update. We access our ex- exo-consciousness. Yes, that's what I'm accessing with Rebecca Hardcastle. And then finally, after all these years, Patrick Burns Woo-hoo! finally returns, to, or oh. finally joins us. On the show. We had taped him once, you know. Yeah, go. We're doing a major faux pas right now. We're talking over vocal. Screw them. <laughs> Do you know how scared I was of the Sending. basement at, when I was a oh, kid? Oh, yeah. I mean... Teenage Bottle Rocket. The Teenage Bottle Rocket have it. Like, they know yeah. how scared I was of the basement <laughs> when I was a kid. Teenage Bottle Rocket. Uh, <laughs> and I was, awesome. And I was like 10. So check it out. A hundred years ago, I saw you this morning. Yes, uh, when we were going into work at a very, very early time. He mooned no me one. while driving. And yeah. it was twenty-one <laughs> degrees outside. Scott has mooning skills. Yeah. Yeah. No, not that. anymore. No. Okay, you know what? My days of mooning ended when we were heading the day before the the, the near fatal death of the whole oh, ghostly talk crew. I remember crew, that uh, when I tried to moon everybody out the window and it was like four degrees outside. Yeah. That's and very I froze untrue because you've mooned since then. When? Oh, when did he moon? Someone's storefront. Oh, well, that's a comfortable storefront, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was still years ago. So my days of mooning are over. Teenage Battle Rocket, really cool band. I want to push yeah. these guys. Um, 
I told you this morning. I said, yeah, I did see you this morning on the way in. We were like, yeah. I, I cannonball run with you on the yeah. way in because we were both running late per usual on our early death, deathly Sunday work days. Oh, and, um, these days are long. The first thing I did when I got out of the car is I'm like, hey, I rediscovered pop punk again, dude. Yes. And you're like, oh, great. Here we go. Now we're going to have to listen to this crap nonstop on the show probably. But it but turns no, out it's not crap. No, this is killer stuff. I, I found this band, Teenage Battle Rocket. They just got signed to Fat Wreck, which is like a, a, like a really good independent label. Uh, no effects on Lagwagon, all these yep. cool bands. And I, just before the show, I actually, I was so stoked on these guys. I, I went and picked up all their stuff this weekend. I found it all, picked it all up. And I, um, emailed them and said, Hey, you know, this is what we do. Would you guys mind if we use one of your tunes? Cause this song is like absolutely perfect for this show. Go for it, dude. So I was like, yeah, all right, cool. So I was able to work that into the show and I was so happy. TeenageBattleRocket.com. Check those guys out. They rock. They got a new album coming out on Fat Wreck this year. I think I've done oh, my promotions. Yeah, Good job, yeah. Scott. That's a cool song, though. My God, that song rules, man. They're, and way to go, awesome. Teenage Battle Rocket. Yeah, good good, awesome. good luck to you guys, and you'll be hearing a lot more from that band. Absolutely. This is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott Allen. And I'm Doug. And I'm Bonnie. And, uh, yeah, we're crusty. I know Doug and I are real crusty right now. <laughs> I'm not. Well. Even though I was at the bar all night, I'm not. No. Well, okay. happy Valentine's <laughs> Day to you. There's an interesting effect. Well, I can move well. on the microphone there. I just realized I can talk into my my cup and my microphone at the same time. Uh, when I talk into my straw, it just doesn't give the same effect. <laughs> Not at all. No, it's moderately annoying. Yeah, if I blow into it, everyone screams. So yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna push through this thing. We got a really fun night planned. Uh, I'm really excited actually about about March. Also, that's another. We know we're working as. Yes, one that's of the things I know we yeah well, well yeah one of the, that's a big thing there but one of the things uh, that we discussed I know was yep. you know we're, we've been saying this since since the beginning of the year that you know I, we're really stretching and I know we're really pushing to get the just the best guests we can get now on this show yep. you know and they're not again they're not always going to have a TV show I mean one tonight did <laughs> Patrick Burns oh yes, yes and I really wanted to get him on the show for a long time because Pat we've 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 hung Patrick's out with Patrick countless times. Cool. Yeah, and um, you know, it's just been one of those things. Like we, and I get what it goes back to is saying we're trying to get these people that we've met on the road so many times, but they just never seem to make it their way onto this show. I want to do that, and Patrick's one of those people because he's a really, really smart guy. He knows his stuff, right? And he's got a lot of you know information to you know to give to people. I think, and a lot of good things to tell people. We've seen him speak several times, and uh, just looking forward to talking to Patrick. It's gonna be totally cool. Uh, Rebecca Hardcastle is another really interesting guest we're gonna be talking to tonight. Uh, getting into all kinds of wild stuff, exo consciousness, and just these weird concepts that I think there are, there's something different for people to check out. You know, I mean, I know we like to tell ghost stories. People mm-hmm. love to tell ghost stories and stuff like that. Uh, but, but there's more. There's a lot more out there, you know, and I think this is, I hope, like March, just looking at it, I mean, I can't leak anything just yet, you know. Mm-hmm. Like anybody's really going to be fighting, like leaking it all on the Internet or anything like that. But I know, I get approached I all get the time. I get paid for that. Yes. <laughs> you guys didn't know? That's probably the other radio show host wanting to, to gank our guests. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. I just gave him access to the phone list. I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> We're going to be out of business really quick. The password is one, kidding. two, three. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's really encrypted. <laughs> we have one bit encryption on We that. summon the spirit of Da Vinci himself to give us that password. But I uh, know it's uh, looking forward to March, looking forward to tonight, looking forward to next week also. A lot of uh, interesting stuff going on. So this is going to be a fun night. We're talking to Jason, too, from, uh, from yep. Prodigy Paranormal. Yep, yep. 
Pecan coming up. That's going to be a lot of fun, so we'll hear more about that later. And it's close. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, what? I've been enjoying Three, three and a half hours down the road from... As oh, I thought you meant when it's coming up. Yeah, it's Well, it's coming up close ways. like that, too, but... Because it, it's May, right? Yeah, yeah. But, um, Which isn't close enough, might I add. Well, as far as the weather's concerned, because I'm really... Even me, I'm sick of this weather. Now, now. this I'm is... sick of it. And this is the ghost hunter who used to ghost hunt... In, in shorts. shorts, in blizzards with us. I mean, you know. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not 25 anymore. Either, so <laughs> I'm feeling it just like anybody else is, and I'm sick of this weather. It hurts. I'm tired of it. So hopefully it'll warm up here, too. Well, they did just uh, put out a press release or something. I mean, I know it hit the, hit the Internet today. Global warming is accelerating faster than we had thought. And they're full of it. And I'm thinking, well, I can't Come get to Michigan. fast enough. Come I know. to Michigan. That's my response to that article. <laughs> they probably wrote four pages on that, and I have one sentence for them. Come to Michigan. <laughs> or did you see the, the weather in, was it Minnesota and um, uh, Wisconsin this year? I mean, in the past couple of months? No. They're I'm like, more concerned with the weather in Michigan. It's like, oh, it's only negative 40. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, you could step outside and your nose will f- like freeze instantly and fall off. Yeah, I'll refer to that. I'll cite Henry Rollins on this one. Uh, in one of his uh, discourses, I heard he when he talked about touring with Black Flag, he actually said, "We were in Canada. The weather's so cold here. When you walk outside, everything inside your body just says bleep it. <laughs> this weather is out to kill you. Yes, you know, and that's what the stuff is. It's it's painful, man." Yes. And everyone, well, why is it so hot in your house? Well, because it's cold outside. Right. It'll get cool inside when it gets hot outside again. You see, it's a juxtaposition. It's this balance <laughs> thing we got going here. But yeah, hopefully it gets warm here. I'm I'm sick of it, man. We got to oh, move me too. or do something because... Of course, Bonnie and I are I gonna... vote move We're... to Florida. Can <laughs> Bonnie... we all up and move to Florida? Let, let, wait, let me see how that sounds. Broadcasting from the world-famous Haunted Winery here in Florida, this is Ghostly Talk. I like it. I like it. You like that? I yeah. like it. It has, it has a good ring to it. I th- I, yeah? Yeah, I like mm, it. Let's give it a go. <laughs> It'd be more like to have a winery in Florida than Michigan. But, you know, <laughs> <our secret. laughs> Broadcasting, bro. Couple- <laughs> Where are those poor little grapes? They're frozen solid. Yeah. <laughs> couple other oh. things on the agenda for tonight. Actually, a lot of things on the agenda tonight. The first thing I want to mention is uh, we finally hammered it down. It's official. It's in the can. Our seven-year anniversary. We're going to actually do a party this year. Yes. The last couple of years, what was our five-year, we did that in Arkansas. Yep. Which was really cool. Our six-year, we just we loosely celebrated in Decatur, Illinois, with yes. Roy Taylor. I threw my underwear in the street. That it was, was great. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. I decided was not to wear it. had a six written on it. It had a six written on your underwear, and we just threw them in the street. Exactly. That's how we celebrated Woo. our sixth anniversary. Yeah. For our seventh anniversary, though, where <laughs> we are actually going to do go back to old school and actually have a party this year. Yeah, I like that plan. Now, I don't know how we, we can mention it on the air here. It's going to be at, what, 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 what is, where are you, where? I have no idea what to call it. Chateau Le Doug? Or it's Doug's House of Pleasure. The Bear Doug. Den. <laughs> Doug's the, House of Pleasure. Wait, wait. We, yeah, actually, among my friends, we do call it the Bear Den. The Bear Den. Yes. So I'm cool with that name, the Bear Den, right? The Bear so, Den. Um, that's going to be held at the Bear Den. Excellent. Which can only hint to <laughs> the debauchery. I've been to a few. Par- I've been to a few parties at the Bear Den. And Me too. People have seen pictures on on Bonnie's my uh, Satan's face page. Yeah, yeah. Of 
the two parties at the Bear Dam. Oh, yeah, you can go there right now. Mm-hmm. March 21st, 2009, Saturday night. Yes. What we're going to do, we're going to have a party. Yes. Probably a lot of alcohol is going to be consumed. Not by myself, yes. though. I'm on a diet. <laughs> by the way, I dropped eight and a half pounds. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Good for you! That was another announcement. It's water. So I add more to my body. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's water weight. But, yeah, so Tuesday we'll find out if I dropped anything this week. So eight and a half pounds. Anyways, though. That's so, awesome. So, uh, yeah, Bear Den, uh, 21st. Uh, basically, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna set the gear up. I think she rolled her eyes. I, I've only, I, I, no. I didn't mean to tell on her. I'm sorry. Yeah. Roll her oh. eyes on what? <laughs> it was the look on Doug's face. Every oh. time you say Bearden is hysterical to me. Oh, is that a I, full pop? I light up. <laughs> no, oh, you like no. it. No, I, 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 I think it's an amazing name. Okay, good. Yeah. Bearden. 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 <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know where they came from. <laughs> anyway. We're anniversary gonna, party. We're gonna we're gonna party down. We're gonna tape the whole party like we've done in the past years. Yes. Uh, and it's gonna be rebroadcast Sunday night. Not a good idea. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be able. To, I'm, a, I'm a much better editing machine than I was back in the day. So if anything really gets bad, we have gotta, you heard some of those? Uh, oh God, ones? I don't know how we. Oh. Well, the one from the two year anniversary. I, I don't even know why we still have it up on the website. <laughs> that needs to come the out. only I remember this is the one of the things I remember with that one is I got so loaded that night because we had fat Jesus there. Right? Yes. and I made my first drink myself, and it was a nice gin and tonic, nice you know you know you know whatever the mix is. It's right. It was like it was comparable. It was a right. reasonable drink, and I kept making the mistake of going, "Hey Tim, get me another drink, will you?" And well, his, he just go there and just keep pouring gin in there. His mix ratio was ninety seven and three. Yeah, you know, that's, that's not his first Which drink. Which is perfect. Yeah. Like, so, woo. but all I remember, the one thing I remember of that night is that I was so loaded. You were trying to say something. And I got so stuck on, like, cons- like the, the government is trying to kill you and stuff like that, that I remember I was just like, they're trying to kill us. They're trying to. It's it's in there. You guys can hear it. And you're, like, trying to make a valid point, right? And you're and I, I just remember I was, like, just stomping all over you and I'm trying, trying to get my point out because I'm gonna make a point here right so is that the year that the toilet broke i don't remember was that the year that was at bonnie's house of pleasure well Pete i don't really it, yeah so i know it was but... one of the years that he was there which was one of the first well that three. narrows it down to it was i think one of the first three years i think yeah, bonnie's had a million year... people fix her toilet <laughs> well <laughs> your bonnie gets around <laughs> you want to come over and fix my toilet baby <laughs> Yeah, come here and plunge that thing out. got a double that's action that's plunger. That's a great yeah. opening come line, Plunge by that the thing way. out, baby. No, so. You guys are sick. Well, we're going to keep it clean. We'll, we'll keep it as clean as we can. <laughs> I'm invited, right? Yeah, well, all we got to do is just keep the, the curse words yes, off. Well, we be cool. You know, we, anything else goes, I don't care. We right? hand you a Clorox cleanup as you walk in. <laughs> if you open, if you say any bad words, you have to stick the soap right Yeah, oh, that's and, a good idea. That's how I'm going to sound all night long. <laughs> <laughs> no She says, comment. hello, and then the second word, and then she just shoves the no soap right comment. Watch it, Scott. No Watch it. comment. And oh, kind of, <laughs> the boys down at the harbor told me too. We, right? have to re- we, have, we have to rename the bear dad. Iniquity. And Everybody's going to sound like that that night, aren't they? Den of iniquity. Yeah. Bear den, for God's sake. I'm going well, yeah. to be cooking 
Yeah, yes. beat him, join him, I guess. What the hell? All right. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, so that's going to be the plan here. Um, and basically, our friends are invited, from what I understand. I mean, yep. this is your place, so we got to yeah. keep it cool. But I know Bonnie. I think she. I think I saw on Satan's website you put out an invite or something yep. like that. I made an event page. Everyone needs to check it. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's let's get the word out. You know, our friends out there, you guys know who you are. Not some, not some, ha- not, you know. Look, if we don't know you, <laughs> don't show up. That ain't no. We're not doing that, okay? Well, well I listen to the show, so you gotta let me in. No, no. There is one person that was invited that we've never met. Who's that? Um, Gorilla. Oh, oh from Chicago. We mm-hmm. have not gotten out to Chicago. Have you talked to, to him? him? Have I talked to yeah. him? Yeah, I've talked to him. Have you recently? Not recently. Well, New Year's. I talked to him. Well, yeah, we got to hook him up. Yeah, he, well, he's definitely invited because uh, he was one of the guys that, you know, he got our, he was the... Uh, Dead air never sounded so good. I yep. have to go to the bathroom. I'll be back in one second. You guys carry on. I'll be back. I really got to go bad. The wow. randomness of that totally all of a random. sudden was... Okay. Uh, by the way, people, get in the chat room. I'm in there by myself. <laughs> that's not and good. that's not fun and entertaining, so... <laughs> So you went to the bar for Well, okay, Day. here's the thing. How was Valentine's Day? I um, drank water all night. Oh, my God. Um, not fire water? No, not fire water. <laughs> Tomorrow is my nephew's birthday. Happy birthday, Willie. And yes, happy birthday, Willie. Today happens to be one of his friend's birthdays. Happy birthday, Jason. So they... Spoke to a bar in Southgate and reserved a back room, and we all went out to the bar for their birthdays. Wow. And nothing will make a 35-year-old, that would be me, feel (laughs) old like hanging out with a bunch of 26, 25, 26, 27-year-olds. Been there. Try going uh, Bigfoot hunting with them. I feel better. Well. That's a treat. You could be dating them, but uh, I'm not. Oh! So... <laughs> Whoa! Anyway, I think I need to turn. You better, her you better volley that ball over there, Doug. Come on! I have nothing to say. Anyway, all right. I love so. you, Doug. <laughs> Anyways, we went out to the bar for their birthdays, and yes, I was at the bar all night, and I had straight water. Wow! Welcome to the world of Scott. Yeah. Wow. Isn't it nice? I won't drink and drive so well no there's nothing plus wrong plus it was you snowing last night and i had no desire to want to deal with any of that crap so i agree i did not start the snowblower today i am like no I'm, i i don't <laughs> even care kind of snow out there it's just cold well there was snow on the driveway oh yeah it did snow yesterday like, ah, and and no i'm not going to do it it's mother nature is going to have to take it away do we finish with the party thing 21st of march oh we immediately went to why she was at the bar <laughs> Doug asked. Well, it's topical so yeah. You know. All but our friends anyways. are welcome. Our friends are welcome. <laughs> our friends that we know. People that we gotta got be careful. invites on Satan Space. Official invites <laughs> on the internet. People That's that I official call. Official as it gets, right, guys? People that I call and leave Doug's address on your voicemail, you know, just show up. <laughs> yeah. So I'll... That's the way it's going to work, but it's going to be a really good time. People that have been there before, they know how it is. It's going to be a really, really, it's a lot of fun. So, And I'm thinking about switching the menu up. <gasps> really? 
Yeah. You're not taking away the no no the chicken poisson this time this year. Super moist. Uh, no, Doug, the sandwich ring for God's oh, sake will be there. Oh, the sandwich heavens. ring. What about is great. the what about yeah. the chocolate cake? The right. chocolate cake will be there. Okay. What about the, the taco sa- salad? Taco will salad. Be there. That's and that's a that's a definite. That's traditional. The only thing parties. is, I'm thinking of switching out the lasagna yeah. and making enchilada casserole. Because that's more healthy. Well, it's way. <laughs> Tastier We're not than me. For health this night. We're Doug probably fun. won't like it, so I probably won't do it because he'll whine and complain that there's something in there sour that cream. he doesn't. There's not sour cream. Oh, in then it. it's fine. I'll have it. Okay then. Anyway, unless you put like Thousand Island dressing in it for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, ooh, I'm that never is cooking what I for, put in No, it. I don't. Oh. Put, why would you put Thousand Island dressing in why it? Do you a lot put, of casserole? Why do you put ranch in your uh, Scott, taco salad? is my taco salad. salad good? It's really good. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. I'm done. It's really good. I like it. Now, so yeah, March 21st. It's not a tuna oh. fish t- uh, enchilada casserole, is it? That could be good. No, that'd be terrible. Who am I kidding? Not for me. Doug, shut you. up. Happy Valentine's There will be <laughs> sandwich ring. Yes. And cake there oh, for you to eat. Yummy. All right. So, okay. So that thing. <laughs> She's going to walk by me and say, here's your sandwich ring. Here's your cake. Are you happy now? Now go and do that <laughs> stupid show. Okay. So, all right. March 21st. We'll be talking more about that in the future. Yeah. It's coming it, up. It, seven, it, year an- seven year anniversary. Seven year for anniversary show. for the show. Which is wow. Scary. Which makes me feel nostalgic, which leads so us to our next We will be topic. starting our eighth year of broadcasting. Yeah, eighth year of broadcasting. It, again, it, it makes me feel nostalgic, which is going to lead us to our and next And everybody's sitting on the edge of the seats going, when are they going to go away? Never. We're not. Yeah, that's the answer. When nope. I kill them all. Oh, not this. No, wait, no, we're gonna get to, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. This is the other thing I wanted to get to. Again, yeah. Nostalgia. I uh, mentioned this to both of you guys. I want to mention it to our listening audience because I think this is something really cool. Oh, this is absolutely in honk incredible. So, okay. So, so last night, well, I went and picked up some new CDs yesterday, like I said. And... Um, I was, you know, when I get new CDs, it's like a, it's like an operation around here. Okay, it has to, I have to go through my CD collection and go and reorganize things and push stuff forward, push stuff backwards, whatever. And so these things will fit perfectly and look great in my CD racks. So I went to the bottom of one of my wood shelves yesterday and I find a stack of CDs that aren't labeled. Just a which is so just, unlike Scott. Yeah, it is and extremely scary. Is so I grabbed them. You know, I I I, I think I think that as he saw them. It would be like the camera angle would zoom in and then zoom out and then zoom in no and all the while. And then flash to his eyes, which are as big are as soft wide as, yes. And, and all the while it's going, me, 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 Need me, to fix this me, now. me, yeah. me. <laughs> and, and it's, yeah. Oh, wow. Continue with your story. So anyways, so yeah, <laughs> I grabbed this deck of CDs down through on my desk. I'm like, okay, well, I'm done doing this organizing thing and cataloging and setting up and then, you know. Inventorying on my spreadsheets and all that crap. I'll take a look at these CDs and see what's on them and see if I need them, if I can just throw them away, right? So, right. Uh, I'll pop the first one. There's porn, of course. You know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Everyone has that. Everybody's got, yeah. No, I, it, actually, the first one I popped in had. An Mom, old... I think it's this CD that has yeah. your recipe on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first one I put in, it actually has an old MFPS sequence that Alex and I wrote. Wow. From way, way like back in 2000, 2001. So I'm like, well, I'm going to keep that. So I labeled, labeled it, it, cased it. Put it in the archives. Uh, a couple other had just a bunch of backup MP3 stuff that I had, just all that music and whatnot. And I'm like, well, I already have this stuff put away, so boom, throw those things in the trash. Throw another one in the thing, and boom, 
a bunch of old ghostly talk archives pops up on it. And this is really exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, we're we're actually consolidating a bunch of our data right now, which is yeah. <laughs> yeah that's going really well. We're going through a major thing actually yeah. because I want to move really everything. Yeah. Off the one server into another server. That's going to be a big project coming up, too. We'll be keeping you guys posted on because we might have some downtime on the website as a result of that. But uh, So I go through the CD. It's got a bunch of old Ghostly Talk archives on it. Now, do this right now. If you're listening to the show and you're in front of a computer, you can get to the Ghostly Talk site. Go to our archives, the on-demand archives, and go to year 2003, right? And you scroll down. You'll see all the archives are numbered. Right, by a main number. And if you get down to 53, you'll notice that when you hit 53, it goes to 57. I think that's... that's It's in that range yeah. anyway. You'll yeah. notice a big jump that isn't sequential. Right. And I know, I remember back in 2005 when we were re-indexing all of the files, you know, renaming everything and making it all fresh and so people can pick them up in searches and all this stuff on Google and whatnot. Um, I remember going to you going, hey, Doug, what happened to these archives? They're not there. And you're like, they're gone. I don't know where they, I have no idea where they went. Uh, they're gone. So I'm like, well, we just lost them. What are you going to do? So I go through the CD I found and I'm scrolling around and okay. And I, and I start looking at dates, creation dates of the CD. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. Bump. Oh, wouldn't you imagine? Those are the three lost archives. Yeah. So I'm like, well, these are definitely important to keep. So what the plan's going to be? Well, after doing a dance around, you know, around my room, I'm like, this is great. We got these archives back. What we're going to do is, um, basically, uh, I've already mastered, remastered one of them. I'm going to remaster the other two. Uh, and I'm going to put them, uh, load them up to the site, get them in, up on the site, and uh, get them so you guys can listen to them. They're old as hell. <laughs> they're from 2003. They, they Are sound, they the two-hour format? They're two-hour format. Wow. Yeah. When we were with Zero Point Radio. Yep. Uh, that's who our original, I think, probably, probably our first like little flagship we had was Zero yeah. Point Radio back in the day. I think before that was Disinformation Radio. And then yeah, it became it zero, zero Point, then moved over to Pioneer, and now we're with uh, Omnisound. Right. Uh, but uh, So basically, I'm going to take these things and just remaster them because they sound kind of rough. Uh, and the one I've done so far, it sounds pretty good. So I think it's going to go well. I'm going to put those up so you guys can check those out. They're old. They're hilarious. They're just all over the place. They're they're actually better than I thought they were going to be because I, I closed my eyes when I clicked on the first file. I'm like, this is going to sound so bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was all right. It was organized. We had you know we had things kind of lined up even back then. So I was I'm proud of them. They're cool. So as soon as I get those up, we'll be letting you guys know uh, probably this week because it's they're they come together pretty quick. Um, and I'll put a big thing up on the website. You guys can go and download those and check them out. Some old nostalgic ghostly talk that's been lost for five years now. That years, is going to be like hilarious. We still can't find the original 11. Gone. No, they're gone. Not enough space on the entire internet for them. No, they're totally gone. Absolutely gone. Yes. Can't find them anywhere. Sorry about that. But these three... I we're can. Gonna, <laughs> these three, these three we're going to put up there for you guys to check out. So I was really excited about that. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that tonight. I thought that was pretty cool. And we actually got some archives back here and uh, hopefully they'll stay with us now. Yes. So, alright, cool. Um, yeah, well, there's another thing. We only got a few minutes here and Last week we talked about the mosquito ringtones. Uh-huh. Is that where we're these weird ringtones? Well, tones. yeah, it was. It was actually. Uh, I w- I was talking about this thing called the. I don't know. It looks like a sound grenade. I think it is. It's an app for the iPhone, and and what it does is it plays a uh, tone that's uh, too it, it, a very very high tone, and they say if you want you know people to leave, just put it on your. On your iPod Touch or your uh, yeah. yeah or your iPhone, and then you know reach down and activate it, and people be like, 
I gotta go. There, there's something wrong here. And they'll just up and leave, right? I can't hear it. I absolutely cannot hear it. Well, Gene Lafferty sent us an email. Yeah. He always sends us cool stuff like this. And basically, I read, hey, dude, I heard you were talking about a ringtone that you could not hear. I use this. <laughs> it's uh, freemosquitoringtones.org. That's the website, freemosquitoringtones.org. In presentations to show people, uh, he uses this in presentations to show uh, for, to show people how their hearing changes over their lifetime and why just because you don't hear anything doesn't mean that it is not there. These sounds are also being used in cities to blast out teenagers to yes. keep them from hanging out. That's true. Wondering. They play these real loud and make it uncomfortable for the young people, but the adults do not hear them. So there's one thing we got on the young people there. So, yeah, I'm, I actually queued up the website here. And, yeah, you can download these ringtones and stuff, I guess, for your phone. So freemosquitoringtones.org. Thank you, Gene. You always got something cool to send to us. So we appreciate that. Well, so. I guarantee I can't hear it. Really? I have the hearing of a 50-year-old. See, I should have the hearing of a 50-year-old from all the just the years of just abuse I've done. But I've always worn earplugs, though, too. I bet you can hear it. We'll have to run. We'll run it. You want to do an experiment? Yeah. Maybe we'll do that on the air or something really. really. We'll, do a, we'll do a shock thing on the air and let people hear ringtones. <laughs> It'll, millions of people listen to the show as a result of that. So, yeah, cool. <laughs> right. That must be it. Hey, we're looking for our hook, too, guys. All right. So, so all right. There we go. We got, after seven years, after we still have Shock and awe. Shock and Well, we finally got an agent, you know, and all that stuff, right? You know, Lord. we got management and representation. You know, you got to grow, man. You got to push forward, my man. So. Oh Jesus! Oh wait, wait. Do do to go out on this hour. I, I want you to play the intro to Go See Talk Again. I want to try this one more time from Florida. I want to see how it sounds. Oh, okay. I think that would be fun. All right, here we go. Go See Talk. <laughs> Broadcasting from the world-famous Haunted Winery here in sunny Florida. This is Ghostly Talk on February 15th, 2009. You know that sounds really good. I like it. I dig it. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take a real break. And there you have it. We gotta get Jay. And boom goes the dynamite. All right. I stole that. I stole that from Family Guy. I just made yes. And boom goes it out. I didn't think I'd ever hear that. Before. All right. <laughs> Not in real life, anyway. Let's take a break here. We're going to do Jason on the line. This is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott. And I'm Doug. And I'm Bonnie. We'll be right back after this. Ghostly Talk! Paranormal investigation groups all over the world are looking for answers. We all clamor at the chance to get even the tiniest peek at who or what is on the other side. CPR, or Cooperative for Paranormal Research, is one of these groups. We are dedicated to finding the answers, dedicated to finding evidence of the paranormal, and dedicated to proving that some places are truly haunted. Thank you. 
dreams about Perhaps my arms that hold her tight All the love that warms her heart Peaceful sleep till dawn's new
his computer to contact the spirits. His sister Jenny is very curious and watches. Johnny just typed in www.para-x.com and is now communicating with the dead. You go, Johnny. Jenny is excited because now she can listen to shows like Night Watch with Todd Sheets, Caps Paranormal Radio with David and Tom, Paranormal Awareness with Bill Metz, Ghostology with Brian and Anna Marie, Leinster Paranormal Radio Show with Danny and Cormac, and The Ghost Divas Live. One day, the world will be a better place when we can all be like Johnny and Jenny and tune into Para-X Radio at www.para-x.com. All paranormal, all the time. Yeah, getting used to these things. Yeah, I, you never liked that. I never liked it. I think you. I think you said. And that. we're back. I, you've, yeah, I hate I, that. I think we, I remember when we talked about that years ago. You're like, don't ever say that. And I, <laughs> I would always say that. I, it just it comes so natural for me to say, yeah. And we're back. And who who made that famous? I think some t- some TV talk show. Oh, maybe host made that famous. And we're back. Yeah, and I despise it. Oh, so right. I used it just now. Well, you're always growing. Speaking of right. growing. <laughs> Jason, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm great. How's everybody there? Really, really good. We have Jason from the Prodigy cold. Groups here. Yeah, it's cold here, Jason. Is it cold there, too? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Midwest in yeah. winter. Yeah, we're not, we're not getting a give break it, here. What's that? Hey, give, give it 20 minutes. What's that? <laughs> we are the Midwest, so give it 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, a lot of stuff going on with you guys. First, first thing I want to get into with you guys, this is Jason from the Prodigy Prodigy Paranormal Group. Their website is uh, theprodigygroup.org. Um, you can check all their stuff out there. And uh, speaking of websites, uh, you guys got a new look. You guys did some work on the website. What's going on with that? Well, yeah, actually, you know, on the past, our website's been a little bit more, uh, I don't know, I guess you could call it, uh, if you could compare it to something, it'd be uh, antimicrobial. <laughs> as, as far as far as information and this and that, that was that was the gist of it for networking and this and that. 
And um, our webmaster, who's actually, I'm the co-founder of the group, uh, he's the other co-founder, Dave Mahan. He's uh, been working long and hard on getting the website up to par, and he, he told me it'd be ready by the weekend. I thought he meant this weekend, but actually this coming Friday is when the website will be new and improved. Oh, so and apparently, what's that? It's going to be this week? Ooh, the big unveiling. Dun, dun, yes. dun. Yeah, this Friday, this Friday. Oh, okay, Excellent. cool. So look forward to that. Everybody check out the Prigy group.org and you can see the new look of their website and so you guys have been doing some work here lately it looks like and uh, one of the things I have noted here is uh, that you're the uh, the first group to, in Ohio to legally catch footage from inside the Patterson Tower since the doors have been sealed and that was the late 1960s right uh, let's start with what you know I'm not familiar with the Patterson Tower let's hear about this okay the Patterson Tower um, well let's start off with some history of the park the park is actually called Hillsendale Park and it's located in Kettering, Ohio. Now, if you do a search on Google, which I'm sure everybody is just, you know, ready to jump and go do now. <laughs> anyway, if you ever Google Patterson Tower or Patterson Park, there's several different paranormal investigation or ghost hunting groups that have been there, and they've done some investigations. And, well, getting inside of the tower, that's that's another story. You can be outside the tower all you want, but... Uh, when I say tower, let me describe it to you. If you've ever seen a castle turret, yep, uh-huh. that's what that's what it looks like. It looks like somebody took a turret off of a castle and stuck it right in the middle of a park on a hillside. And and the '60s, and for the longest time, um, this was kind of like a local urban legend. Mm-hmm. And we investigated the tower back in the fall and did a lot of research, and what we found is that the urban legend is no longer an urban legend. It is found true. I actually have the uh, the police documentation, as far as records are concerned, where two, um, there was a boy and a girl, and they were in the park, and they ducked inside the tower. And history tells that the tower was struck by lightning, and one of the two died. Now, the story all along has been that both, and actually the story's always been three kids, but there's actually only two, but one of them died. And um, I actually know the person's name and the person's name who survived. So we did some EVP work and uh, video, obviously, and used several other devices that usually goes along with the, with the paranormal investigation. And one of the things we were able to do is that seeing that I am a professional photographer, I have access to different arms and uh, devices that I can actually reach farther away with, when it's actually technically, technically made for studio lighting, for photography. Mm-hmm. Well, what I did is I attached a camcorder, and the first thing I did is I attached quad cams to these different arms, and we inserted them into the different windows on the tower. When I say windows, these windows, the, the shortest window from the ground is about 15 feet. Okay. And then as you go around the castle, the, the windows get higher and higher. So we had to use multiple different props to actually penetrate the walls of of the tower. And when it boiled down to it, you know, the bullet cameras from our quad cam system just could not generate enough light because once you're inside the inside the, t- the turret or the tower, mm-hmm. there's no ambient light coming in except for what's coming in through the windows. Okay. And because of the, because of the tree cover, even in the fall when there's when the trees are bare of leaves, it's still dense enough to filter out any uh, available moonlight. So I uh, used a Sony Handycam and attached an IR light and inserted that into the different windows to get footage. Now, back up a little bit. We talked about legally doing this. Now, like I, like I said, if you 
Google search this Patterson Tower or the uh, Hillsendale Park, you're going to see different groups that have been there and investigated. Now, according to the Dayton Metro Parks, we are the only group that actually sought out permission. Now, it's not illegal to be there at the park, but just like most parks, they do close at dark or shortly after. And we had full permission not only from the local Kettering police, Oakwood police, which Oakwood and Kettering both kind of border this park. And we had permission from both of those as well as the Five River Metro Park in Dayton, as far as they're, they're concerned, to be there. And we actually had a couple park rangers show up and took part in part of the investigation. And so with that being said, um, and I did research this. I tried to actually uh, email different groups that had footage on their websites or on YouTube or so on and so forth yeah. about, you know, did you, um, you know, <laughs> what, what, all, what all entailed with you being there? Did you ask permission? Did you do that? And I had very little response. Well, I imagine that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, apparently, and I could be wrong about this, somebody might not, you know, I might not have gotten a hold of everybody per se, but then again, you know, who knows for sure. Um, but so far, I can boast that we're the only group that is legally uh, chief footage from inside the tower. And then again, this tower's been sealed since the late 60s. Mm-hmm. And the stories of the hauntings have to do with the person who died there during the lightning strike. Well, uh, first thing I want to point out is that I'm just really, really happy that there is at least one ghost hunting group out there uh, that is putting some thought into doing this work. I mean, obviously, by what you just explained here, you're not just going in there with a night shot, running around in circles, scaring the crap out of yourself and running out, okay? Uh, you guys are actually trying to capture some footage here. You're you're being as engin- ingenuitive. That I, is that the right? Is that the right? Inge- um. <laughs> I don't know. Creative. Creative. Well, let's go with creative. Uh, okay. You're being as creative as you can about that, and I, I, I think that's fantastic. Um, and also the fact that you guys are searching out, uh, actually searching out permission to go to one of these places, a place you really want to go to, obviously. Um, that's fantastic yeah, also. Hmm? Is that when we, when we ask permission, generally what happens is it sparks an interest with the people we're seeking permission from. So what happens is not only did the Kettering police show up to make sure everything was fine, the Oakwood police did, and then, like I said, one of the park rangers, actually it was two of the park rangers, stopped. Hey, guys, is everything going smooth for you tonight? Yeah, sure. Hey, do you want to show us what's going on? And we kind of introduced them to what we do. And and from that, we actually gained more stories as far as what um, employees of the park district have experienced there. Well, that's how you do it. You know, right. you go yeah, and you well, talk absolutely. to these people, and we've been in these same situations too. And if you're cool with people, and just you know, it isn't always going to work that way. We know that, no. right? Some people shut you down. Some, some people, people shut like, you down. Oh, so, no, you I know, don't want anything you... to do with it. Yeah, but then you, you, but sometimes you run into people who can actually help your investigation by providing you more uh, testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because obviously the park rangers are there after dark patrolling and Well, stuff, no, and that's so good. I mean, it's in a situation like that, they know you're there. And if there was ever a real, if there was an emergency of any kind, right. they'd be quick to respond, too. You know, right. and that's the whole point with this stuff is just, is just that, that, um, oh my God, I'm going to hurt somebody. Sorry. Is somebody calling during I think it's one of our, one of our guests for tonight, actually. Uh-oh. Uh, no, and it, well, it's just that, you know, if you're in there without any permission or anything like that and someone gets hurt, Something happens, right? 
liability you know, if, issue. Yeah, yeah, it's a huge liability issue. And if you, but you know, great, grab the cell phone, call somebody. The first of all, they're going to be asking you a lot of questions when they get there. <laughs> Second of all, they're not going to respond as quick as as opposed to okay, we know these people are here tonight, so we got people patrolling, keeping an eye on things. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Everything okay out there? Cool. You know, and yeah, you get to hang out with these guys and talk to them, and it's it's just a, it's very good all around. Just for just building these these good relationships you should have with with the police in the city, Jason. Um, beyond all that, why did somebody put a castle turret in the middle of a park? <laughs> I mean, I can imagine well, it, but why? Here's the deal: um, the park was actually the land for the park was donated by uh, a wealthy landowner in the Dayton area uh, by the name of uh, John Henry Patterson. If everybody here has been to a grocery store or a convenience store, they've seen a cash register. Well, we could thank John Henry Patterson at the National Cash Register Company for these lovely devices. Um, John Henry Patterson was not only a a soldier, a local leader as far as just a neighborhood and town, but we can thank him for a lot of the lovely parks in the Dayton area, the Five Rivers Metro Park District, a lot of the land here in the area was donated by his family. Now, with that being said, at this park, there is not only a tower, but there's a statue of him on horseback overlooking the land that used to be his, his farmland. It's now the it's now a golf course. Um, but basically, in the early 1900s, he was... Um, Two of the nation's leading landscape artists, at least in that, this part of the country, uh, decided to build this park because he liked to ride his horse, and he wanted a place he could ride his horse at, and other people could come and horseback ride, or people can come and walk. Uh, that was close to the city, but gave a more rural appeal. And what happened was, and, and I'll be honest with you, this, this really kills me, is that um, and I don't want to bash any, any specific group, and I'm not going to mention any names, but one of the biggest uh, pieces of misinformation I found on, online is that uh, groups will say, yes, we go through rigorous um, uh, background search on our um, areas that we investigate before we ever get there, blah, 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 blah. And they, and they say that this was a lookout tower for the Civil War. Well, if we look at history, um, during the Civil War era, how many, how many, uh, lookout towers or buildings for that matter had modern day, uh, when I say modern day, I mean post, uh, 1900, uh, 1900, um, used concrete. Right. For foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And this, a concrete foundation. And actually, the tower was meant as a lookout tower, yes, but it was to look out over the beautiful landscaping of the park, not for uh, southern troops. Not so we can get the high ground. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was meant so you can observe the park and basically enjoy it and enjoy the beauty. Well, so it was built as part of the parks. What now? There, there is also uh, a very famous uh, name in in Ohio is is Patterson because isn't that where Wright Patterson Air Force Base is? Right. right. So Patterson there's another instance of Patterson. Is it the same family or a branch of that family? Same or oh, same person. person. Yes. Interesting. Person. Yeah, Wright Patterson Airfield. Um, of course, we we just spoke about John Henry Patterson. But not only was he a famous Ohioan, so was Orville and Wilbur Wright. Of course, mm-hmm. we know who they were. They invented not only did they build bicycles and have a bicycle shop in Dayton, which is a, a 
a stop on the um, Dayton area, I guess you could call it, um, series of um, historical places. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also, we all know, they invented flight. Of course, they didn't fly here. That was in Kitty Hawk, but um, yeah, they actually designed and built that airplane, the first one that flew right here in Dayton. Oh. And so the, the first airfield in Dayton was named after them and another one of the founding fathers of the area, John Henry Patterson and his family. How interesting. Yeah. It all comes together. Yeah. There's time. Yeah, actually, last fall, mm-hmm. fall uh, we, um, I'm sure you, you remember Prodigy in the Park. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. Of, had a great time that uh, day. Yeah. Free, haunted, and historical uh, lectures we do at the local parks. And the reason we do that at the local parks is because it all ties into the Five Rivers Metro Parks. And Five Rivers, if anyone, most people from Ohio might know this story, but for so many of you who aren't, um, the reason there's five major dams that were built in Ohio at these five rivers is because of the flood of 1913. And the flood of 1913 wiped out homesteads, farmland, people, numerous, uh, there un, there's countless numbers of people who died from this flood. Mm-hmm. And now our parks are, par, are, are called the Five Rivers Metro Parks District, based around these five different major rivers that the uh, Miami Conservancy Society um, built the dams at. With that being said, anytime you have some kind of catastrophic uh, event like this and people die, well, what's the chance of any remnants being there? Remnants meaning paranormal activity. And that's what brings us to Five Rivers Metro Park, um, specifically the Hills and Dale Park. We originally did our first prodigy in the park at the Inglewood Dam and Reserve, which um, you were both a part of. Yeah, I remember. Time, and that spawned into several other outings, including um, the uh, Hills and Dale Park last fall, where we did our first investigation. I guess I, I guess our, our first true investigation, other than just you know scouting the area out, looking for you know rigorous falling areas and that type of thing, um, because it is on a, on a hillside. Mm-hmm. You know, we actually had a prodigy in the park there where. People from the public were more than welcome to come and take part, and we uh, had cider and a bonfire and cookies and the food and all that stuff. You remember the first Prodigy Park, of course, of course we always have food. You're making me hungry um, thinking about <laughs> it, and sh- you need to shut up now, Jason. They did, I'm going to bite did, Doug's arm off if they you keep did talking like that. kettle corn, I believe. Oh, it was, oh my God, it was so awesome. And it was amazing. I can't touch any of it anymore. Uh, no. Oh, God, Jason, stop that. No, 400 no. points. Well, speaking of Prodigy in the Park, you guys have another one coming up. Absolutely, and that's going to be on Saturday, April 11th. It's the second Saturday of April. And this time, again, yes, we're staying with the five, with one of the, the family members of the Five Rivers Metro Parks, and this is the Taylorsville Metro Park. Okay. And this is uh, the border of Vandalia and Huber Heights, Ohio. And to make it a little bit more clearly, we all know where well, most people that travel the highways know where I-75 is, oh, at yeah. least in this part of the country. Mm-hmm. And it's only about five minutes off of I-75 at the National Road Exit in Vandalia. Well, when hopefully, I-75 is open. Yeah, when it's open, <laughs> thank God, because Englewood was hard to find. We had a problem getting there. I remember we had to yeah. phone into you guys to get there. Place, this place is well. Remember where we had went, went, out, went out to eat at Frickers, right? Yeah, yeah. They're off the highway. Uh-huh. It's like two minutes from there. Oh, that's 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 cool. I'm cool with that. What so is that? When is that, when is that happening? This is going to be Saturday, April 11th, from 2 p.m. till dark. Until the park closes, actually, which is dark. Okay. And yeah, it seems a little early in the year for an outdoor event. That's why we have the covered area again that has um, 
fireplace. And mm-hmm. what's nice is, is that the park has, you know, a really, really strong history. Not only it was a part of the uh, flood system that happened in 1913, but there's actually a small town called Tadmore that was actually one of the um, canal towns. Uh, let's see. Uh, in 1809, keelboats were pulled up the river from Dayton to take freight from Tadmore on over to other places up north like Troy, Piqua, south as far as Cincinnati. And uh, it was finally connected to Lake Erie in 1845. But two years after that, the federal, um, the first federal funded railroad, I'm sorry, the first federal road, the National Road, which is Route 40, which cuts right through Vandalia, was, was constructed and actually went right through Tadmore. And then later in 1851, the Dayton and Michigan Railroad established uh, not only freight but passenger service to Tadmore. So this is like a really hopping place. There's a lot of people coming from south, north, east, and west to the small little town. And it grew bigger and bigger. Um, the faster and more dependable mode of transportation eventually led to the demise of the Erie Canal. Um, nevertheless, in 1852, trains, canal boats, keel boats, and wagons, and coaches were all heading from all directions to Tadmore. Um, with four means of transportation then, um, Tadmore was truly the crossroads of America. Mm-hmm. But then with the flood of 1913, I put it into Tadmore. As you know, we all know the Great Miami River swelled out of its banks, and basically anything in its path was wiped out, including mm-hmm. most of downtown Dayton, downtown Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, now there's still structures that remain of Tadmore, not full-blown buildings, but mostly foundations and partial buildings. Um, but um, that's actually available to walk and hike to the day of uh, the next Prodigy in the Park. Yeah, and this is and, a war- this is a warm up for Pecan, also. Am I correct? Absolutely, absolutely. We only got a and, couple uh, minutes. Let's hear some details on that, Jay. Pecan, pecan, pecan. Here's the real <laughs> pecan. <laughs> the Prodigy Paranormal Group. Um, that's me, and that's us. Uh, our paranormal conference uh, is titled Pecan, Pecan 2009. And uh, if it's okay, I have a list of uh, guest speakers we can roll with so Let's far. Go That's for okay. it. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. All right. Well, here's the deal. The, the day opens up at 10 a.m. And at 11 sharp, Bishop James Long will be our first guest speaker. Yeah. And uh, has anybody here heard of Michael Esposito? Yes, we oh, have. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He is going to be following Bishop Long at noon. He's with After Dark. Paranormal Investigations. Yep, yep. One o'clock, we have Alicia Rubin, who's a Prodigy Paranormal Group member. Oh, we know Alicia. And I've ridden in her car. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and she's going to be speaking on the psychology of ghost hunting. Oh, interesting. Cool. Yes. Now, we do have a couple workshops that are going to be happening throughout the day. At two o'clock, David Mahan, we all know Dave, yep. um, mm-hmm. actually going to have a workshop on specific technical um, aspects of devices for ghost hunting. And what he's going to really be um, uh, tightening up on is what happens if you're on an investigation and one of your pieces of equipment goes awry? What do you do? Break it. And lock Move on. <laughs> we throw it against the wall. Yeah. Throw it against the wall, followed by a couple expletives, and then you go grab another one. Exactly. Right, right. And then I, I take Bonnie's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So We got a couple seconds. Who else do, you, who else do we have on the speaker list for this year? Three o'clock will be myself, Jason Clyburn. And one of the things, I did mention I'm a, I'm a professional photographer, uh-huh. and one of the things that drives me up a wall is, uh, unless you're in the photo finishing business, which I do, I've been doing my own personal photo finishing for years, 
And for the layperson, that's developing your own pictures. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't develop anymore. They, they're mostly doing digital. Yeah. But what I'm going to be doing is find anomalies in your photographs. So it's going to be a workshop showing you if you see these and these, you can rule this out in, 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 in kind of in a nutshell. Um, of course, at four o'clock. I don't know if you heard of these guys before, Scott L and Doug. From they Just suck. A couple of couple of jackasses. Yeah, they suck. They're horrible. Self-important <laughs> yahoos. Yeah, they think they rule everything. I know. And God, they what don't. a couple of, of losers. <laughs> and they hang no, out with no. this girl that. Oh, she's a god. She's a. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. I believe. No, we're looking forward to coming out, and it's going to be a great time. What's the date? When is that going to be happening again, Jason? That's Saturday, April. I'm sorry, April. Yeah, it's, it's not in April. Saturday, <laughs> May 30th. May 30th. And I have two more, two more names on my list of guest speakers. Go for it. Uh, at 5 o'clock, we have Jeff Wamsley, author and uh, <laughs> oh. expert. We know and Jeff all too well. <laughs> oh, Jeff's great. Yeah, Jeff's the man. And 6 o'clock, um, Jim Willis, author of Weird Ohio. And we and amazing. Of Ohio. Yes, James is a dear friend of ours also. Unfortunately, we are right at the top of the hour, though, Jam. Sorry, we, we ran over. Right, uh, but fine. no, we had so much to talk about. I'm glad we were able to cram it all in, in into a half an hour, though. Uh, hang tight, you know, though. Yeah. Keep going and going, but you know how it goes. No, I know, but no, thank you so much, Jay. We'll have you back again here really soon. Hang on the line. Don't leave Great. us just yet, okay? Hang tight right. for one second, all right? So a lot going on with the Prodigy people. Excellent. Buddies, Don't yeah. forget, everybody, uh, uh, this upcoming Friday, check out theprodigygroup.org. Well, for Prodigy in the Park also and for Pecan and all that stuff that's going on, it's right. all, it's, they're great events. Uh, about Pecan, we are still accepting vendors. We still have room for vendors. Yeah. And all you do is contact me through the website, prtheprodigygroup.org, or go to the website and, and uh, click the link. Yeah, thank that's you fun. so much. Hang tight, Jay. All right, guys, yes. No problem. All right. So, yeah, cool. Those guys got They got it going What's on. What's going on in the next, next tower? Well, coming up, of course, is Rebecca Hardcastle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about this. What, what was it? That, that that long word that's just absolutely amazing. Your 21st century mind. Let's just say that's what it's going to be. Exoconsciousness. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. My interest is peaked. Miss a live broadcast? Feel free to download it direct from the on-demand archives at ghostlytalk.com. to dive into the bizarre world of the paranormal? Do ghosts, UFOs, or the supernatural amaze you to the point of wanting to learn more? Then you need BVRN, the Black Vault Radio Network. With more than 750 hours of on-demand talk radio, syndicated for more than 35 shows, the Black Vault Radio Network is your one-stop shop for the world of the unexplained. Check us out and tune in 24 hours a day, www.blackvaultradio.com. Again, that's www.blackvaultradio.com.
the veil between this world and the next getting thinner. I'm Chris Sloan, inviting you to join in and listen to a new podcast that deals with the paranormal, Parapod, with new guests every week, from paranormal investigators to the people they help. Hear actual EVP. The people that capture. We go into a case to disprove a haunting. Three flashlights, actually four, count the lantern, were actually honed in on this thing, and it was swallowing the light up. Parapod. Log on to myspace.com forward slash Chris Sloan Radio. That's myspace.com forward slash C H R I S S L O N E Radio. The only difference between the believer and the skeptic is time. And your time is now. Listening to Ghostly Talk. Don't forget, all music here on Ghostly Talk is independent music. So we want you to give it a chance, give it a listen, and go to www.ghostlytalk.com uh, and look in the what left-hand column toward the bottom, and there's always a list. The 6.30 to 7 hour was November's Doom. Awesome. November's Doom. The band you just heard uh, from the last break was a band called Virus from from the UK. Old, old band. Nice enough to let us use their stuff. So awesome. Pretty cool. Yep. Now, on to things. Life events led Dr. Hardcastle to discover the power of hypnosis. Shortly after the birth of her second child, she suffered the death of her beloved stepson. Mm. While her family grieved their loss, her husband had a major career transition. And then his father died. In an attempt to manage and relieve her grief, stress, and anxiety, she explored alternative therapies, but found no solace. Mm -hmm. All along, the answer was in the office next door. Working as an economical chaplain at Wright State University in Dayton, Ohio, Dr. Hardcastle teamed up with a Roman Catholic priest who was studying hypnosis as a part of a master's program. The priest loaned her his textbook, and she began a dedicated discipline of self-hypnosis. Gradually, she located and strengthened the still point of peace, harmony, and happiness within. Uh, this is another one of those shows where there's a theme going on. Yeah, okay. Well, what's her website first? Do you know, this is really interesting because this happens more, it's starting to happen more often than it's not. It's getting really weird. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the website is, of course, www.rebeccahardcastle.com. Uh, it's, so, it's spelled exactly how it sounds. Yeah. Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-H-A-R-D-C-A-S-T-L-E. Dot com and of mm -hmm. course that'll be permanently linked up at ghostlytalk.com in the in the uh, guests section. Now, so, but yeah, the, the, this is a, a, an Ohio-based. Well, story. yeah, we have. We to, mentioned both right, you know, the Wright brothers. Yeah, well, in, in the last half hour, range man. This, now, I mean, we're not reinventing the wheel here or anything like that. But okay, Rebecca, welcome to the show. By the way, thank you for so much for joining us. 
Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. What a fun evening. Yeah. Well, okay, yeah. We were on the break, and we were, you know, Rebecca and I were going back and forth, and she's like, well, where, where are you guys from? Like, we're, we're from Michigan. And she's like, oh, I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Now, as you guys know, last half hour, the, the Prodigy people, our friends from that group, they, um, they are, that's where they work, that's where they live, is Dayton, yeah, Ohio. Yeah. So, yeah, and then she, then we started, she's, oh yeah, right, Patterson Air Force. I'm like, we just talked about that. What's going on here? This is strange. And this has been going on more and more, Rebecca. We've been noticing these little things like and, this and mm-hmm. we're paying attention to it. Yeah, it, it hasn't, it hasn't been planned or anything. It just, no, it hasn't. all these threads that seem to be interwoven and throughout everything. But it sounds like you had a hard time and then you finally found uh, hypnosis right. to find mm-hmm. your, your peace, harmony, and happiness within. I want some peace, harmony, harmony yeah. and happiness. Maybe you can help us out. Learn yeah. how to trance yourself. Oh, okay. Do I bang my head against the wall? What do I do? <laughs> if, that's, if that's how he has to do it, can I do it Yeah, for Bonnie him? volunteers <laughs> to help me. <laughs> Well, no, you you found you, you were able to find it. I mean, obviously, you, this was a very rough time for you. Uh, oh, very rough. And you were able, and rare, which is rare nowadays. I think for most people, they don't find well, that kind of harmony or peace. I, yeah, because I noticed that, like, like in in the intro, um, it it always does seem to build up, build up, build up, and it all sort of happens when you carry this right on at once, you know, yeah. and and. You know, instead of spreading it out over 60, 70 years of your whole life, it, it all just seems to bunch up, mm-hmm. and then you're, ooh, what do you do, you know? Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, that's, that, go ahead. That's exactly what happened to me. I just, um, I was just lost. I, I couldn't settle down. I couldn't get myself focused, and I used hypnosis. And then the hypnosis spilled over into um, the study of the paranormal, and I went on from there, and I... I got certified in, hip, in, in hypnosis. I do a lot of life coaching. And then the whole field, you know, I moved to Phoenix, and the whole field of UFOs opened to me. And um, and so now I'm a, I do a lot of work in the UFO field as a result of that. Well, I'm sure we're going to get into that. Oh, I hope <laughs> I, so. I, but let, I just want to hear, I, let's, I guess let's, to get things rolling here, uh, let's just say it, exo-consciousness, your 21st century mind. Now, that is a mouthful right there, I have to say. I imagine that's a couple of shows worth of thought. <laughs> sure it is, and we're going to cram it into, you know. Yeah, we always do. An hour here. Yeah. But let's, let's get at, what, what is this all about? Can we talk about this a little bit? Exoconsciousness was a concept that I actually conceived. Um, I was doing a lot of work in the, par- in the, in the paranormal and, um, parapsychic sciences. I got my PhD in parapsychic sciences and I'd done all this UFO research. I'm a contact E and I just started, you know, putting all these pieces together. Literally one morning I'm lying in bed. I'll never forget it. The entire gestalt of exoconsciousness just laid in my head. It's like, this is your concept. This is what you're supposed to nurture and take with you through life. And um, this is your career, literally. And so um, I, I started to define it as the extraterrestrial origins, okay. dimensions, and abilities of human consciousness. So in other words, the whole premise that you know, we as a species were seeded by extraterrestrials that were part of a universe of universal species, and we're one species within a universal species. And um, looking into the whole origins, the whole religious question, because, you know, I was a chaplain before, so I'd gone mm-hmm. to seminary, you know, I went to Boston University, I've got a seminary background. Yeah. So the whole link between religion and the paranormal. I noticed Bonnie was talking about that in her bio, because that's quite a, um, a bridge to cross. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
in, in, into that field. And so um, then I went on from that, and now I'm um, actually very active with a couple groups. Um, I not only do the exoconsciousness work, and I'm a writer, and have, and I have that new book out. Yeah, we're but talk I also about yeah. yeah, I also work with a group called Phoenix Lights Three with Dr. Linky Tai, who was a key witness for the Phoenix Lights, mm-hmm. and Terry Mansfield. She um, runs the Arizona Department of Peace here in Phoenix. The three of us are the Phoenix Lights Three, and I also work with Michael Sala, Alfred Weber, Jeff Peckman in exopolitics. Okay. Wow. wow. Yeah, and um, just recently, actually, we three women birthed another um, thing called um, the uh, etvotenow.org. So okay. we've launched um, kind of like similar to what Jeff's doing, but we're asking for um, a formal Department of, Ex- of Extraterrestrial Alliances where there's formal um, protocol between our um, Earth species within the United States as well as the world and um, um, extraterrestrial species, where that's formal and out in the open. Now, Rebecca, there's a lot of people who are absolutely convinced of, uh, you know, life outside or off of earth you know there there's people right. who've been contacted people, people who've most been... people live their life outside of earth a lot of times so I'm convinced... <laughs> right. oh absolutely hey that's very true i i believe that too but... there and my clientele <laughs> <laughs> but I, but i mean that um you know but the thing is is that for for folks who you know you know, they, they go through college and then they uh, get some kind of career and then they wake up every day and go into the office and then go home and they have to buy their, you know, their coffees on the way to and from. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they're, they're just trying to make it through the day. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. TV keeps, you know, piling on reality TV shows. Um, and, you know, the, there's a, a lot of people who are not into that mode of thinking. There's people who just don't know. They just think day to day. They don't think very far ahead right. at all. And they don't think mm-hmm. big picture stuff. They just think right. And society you know, sort of plans it that way. But you know, there, there's there are people who just get through their day and they do not. While yeah, they see it on TV that people you know they do the ET things or they know that they're on at the show. There's all this sci-fi stuff, but they're they're not convinced mm-hmm. that there is life you know uh that originated or is not mm-hmm. on this planet yeah. they're you know they're, they're not totally convinced and and i'm sure you know this this is not new mm-hmm. uh but there's a lot of people who are but i i just wonder for the the mainstream the mainstream is saying you know no there's there's no et's Oh, well, a lot of the a lot of the mainstream says that I think right, and and despite all of the people that they may even know saying I got oops I got abducted or I you know I did this the government still says there's no I don't know what you're talking about yeah. you know and of right. course everyone's screaming cover up and then that looks right. funny and you know so right. how do you take a political thing like Jeff is doing or you're doing and and convince people who all they want to do is have their, you know, $5.75 in the morning to get their coffee. Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't think that you convince anybody. Okay. I think that what happens, and um, it's funny, you were talking earlier in the show about how it seems like your shows are so connected now, yes. what, where the pieces of your show are so connected. I think yes. a lot of that is written, is um is all about what's happening in terms of the whole Mayan code. I don't know if you guys have done shows on that, the Mayan code, time acceleration, Barbara Hanclaw. And I think what's happening is that, you know, once you're in this 
um, frequency, you know, the kind of multidimensional mind frequency, that things do start coming together in an easier way than you ever dreamed possible. And so I think part of it is, you know, if people are kind of bumping up against, you know, financially, economically, certainly in, in... in Detroit, you know, that's happening to God, you. It's yeah. happening to us out here in Phoenix in terms of the housing market. Mm-hmm. And I think when you run up against, like I did, that you read in my bio, you hit a brick wall, and all of a sudden, it's not it's not so much watching it on TV, but all of a sudden, you personally start having an experience. And instead of being a casual observer, and I don't know if I believe this stuff or not, all of a sudden, you're an experiencer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that whole subjective piece that goes with exoconsciousness that once you get in there and you start participating in the fact that, hey, you know, I think this belief system has some validity, that's when you change. And I'm a true believer that all we have to do, especially with ET Vote Now, Department of Extraterrestrial Alliances, the whole peace movement, you know, what Jeff is doing, I think all we have to do is create the structures. These are the structures of the new age. These are the structures of the new world. These are the structures of 2012. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, people over time, and in an accelerated time, I must say also, are going to be attracted to them. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's going to be a different, a different way of doing things. It's almost like that, you know, Kevin Costner show about, you know, build the, Build it and they will come, kind of idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, well, and that's really what I mean. The way I think nature, well, the humankind is, is that you know it is very difficult for one person to like. You know, we've always heard of, you know, you always hear these dogmatic stories of this one man who led a nation. Oh, well, please. You know, yeah. oh please, okay, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. It, it, as, as a matter of fact, I, w- I was just online with a friend of mine who's um, Larry Lowe, who's writing as a UFO examiner. I don't know yeah. if you guys get mm-hmm. the UFO examiner. But, you know, Larry and Jeff were kind of, you know, I was CC'd in this discussion that they were talking about, you know, how you get on Google and that sort of thing. And I just emailed Larry back, and I said, God, like, you know, we belong to the greatest community. What a great community we all belong to. Because, you know, the whole thing of, you know, independence and I did it by myself and I'm the savior, that's mm-hmm. just not true. And it has never been true. It has never been true. Well, it's a God complex, first of all. And if you right. have that, and, yeah, you're going And this new reality, we have to let go of that. Yeah. And that's why much of my work in exoconsciousness is helping people let go of old belief systems. Mm-hmm. And not to condemn them, not to trash them, but just to say, this is a belief system that I had for a long time, and now I no longer have it, and I'm okay. And I don't have to be frightened. I don't have to be traumatized. I don't have to make war with this old belief system. I can just simply let it go. And I don't need to condemn people that still have it. Well, and I think that right there says a lot for people because I think that's what a lot of people do is when they, you know, let's just say, you know, a good example, just habits, for example, smoking, okay? The three of us, the three of us know that all too well, all right? And Mm -hmm. I, and, I know in the past what I've done, you know, is 
I've always been like, you know, one, you know, I just, well, I'll just take the back, rip it up and just stomp on it and, you know, and, and set it on fire, which really wouldn't make much sense. But okay, I'd say, you know, I, I throw it away and I say, I'm waging war on this habit. I'm going to destroy this habit. I'm going to, doesn't work like that. I'm going to crush this habit. And, and yeah, and I find myself, I'm good for a couple of days and I just lose my mind, right? Um, yeah. whereas, you're being hard on yourself. Yeah, you're being hard on yourself. Whereas, I'm, what my, my treatment is now is I'm weaning, like more, I call it weaning myself down more and more yeah, and more. Cool. To the point very where, cool. yeah, my behavior is changing and I, and you guys see it. You yeah. guys see and it. And you know, yeah. um, one of the questions you might ask yourself is, why do I have the need to put my hand to my mouth? That's an oral fixation, I think. <laughs> yeah, but you need to no, think emotionally, why have I had that need? Emotionally, why, you know, and mm-hmm. I ask my questions, my mm-hmm. clients that, you know, when yeah. I work with smokers, you know, what, and, and how do you break that emotional need to put your fingers to your mouth? What's well, boredom? Usually start, start <laughs> well, putting you your foot to your mouth, and it's very yeah, uncomfortable. That'll be like, I ain't doing that These again. don't taste nearly as good as a cigarette yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm, I, I, and, and I know I had set up that first, uh, topic. And I destroyed it, so I'm very sorry about that. You took it like way out. <laughs> that, no, that, that was really interesting. It was yeah. really interesting. But, um, I, I, I wanted to make a point that, yeah. not a point, but I wanted to make a, uh, not an announcement. What do you call it? A comment that, uh, okay. I, I think that the, that the winds of change had started quite a while ago. Uh, that, that no, they didn't start when Obama got in office, do you? No, it was before Kevin, that. No. It was before <laughs> no. that. Um, no. we, we were talking with, for example, uh, another guest on, uh, Ghostly Talk years ago. We were talking with Bill Nell. He yeah. said that yeah. in college, he's, he, or in high school, in high school, mm-hmm. I think it was, he had put up flyers all over. He was going to start in high school, a UFO club. Mm-hmm. Very cool. He expected, now this was years ago, years uh, this is decades ago, 50s right? and 60s, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he wanted to start a UFO club or an mm-hmm. alien club or something like that. And he put up the flyers, you know, like you have to do. And, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he, he got a room for it and everything like that. He's, and he expected a couple of people, right? Yeah. So he had mm-hmm. like, you know, probably, if, if I were going to do it, I'd have like a little tray of cookies or something. You know, and I imagine he brought like not nearly enough because he said that it was standing room only and people were even oh, yeah. like out in the in the hall yeah, they piled in yeah yeah so yeah. i think Very cool. that, i think that that kind of thing um you know people are willing to change and willing to open up their their belief yeah. system and, mm-hmm. and but sometimes and they that. need some inspiration though Yes. Which, which leads back to that thing where no, not one man or woman is going to lead the charge. They mm-hmm. may have the inspiration and, and they may have the power to inspire other mm-hmm. people, but then it's a, it's a snowball effect after that thing. And, right. And, and I also think this whole changing the perspective of are we making the change? Are we help, helping people make the change? Which is, that's kind of a part of what I do. Mm-hmm. But now I'm almost convinced that a lot of what I'm doing is I'm just living in the reality. My life is the reality. I believe in the extraterrestrial reality. Mm-hmm. And I've let go of, I don't believe in secrecy anymore. I believe that I know everything there is to know. If I open up a space that I get that knowledge, it shows up. I don't believe in secrecy anymore. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things. I just, I'm just, I don't buy into them anymore. I don't mm-hmm. buy into the belief system of them. Now, the question I have with that, we got a couple minutes, we have to go to break here, but is that when you, Give your, not give yourself to that, but when you accept that and you make that change and you, you go through this change, you know, and I, I, I consider myself, 
you know, while, I mean, I'm still working on it, and, and I mean, well, I can say for sure when it comes to extraterrestrials, I mean, I hate to, I hate to say it again, but I saw a UFO not too long ago. I saw it with my Very own cool. two eyes, stone cold sober staring at me right in the sky. I saw it. Very cool. So you're not going to, there's not anyone out there that's going to tell me that, you know, well, no, you're crazy. You're no, no I'm not crazy. Okay. I, I do all right for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not out of my mind. I saw this thing. Now, the only thing is, is when you get to that point, and this is, I guess, what the growing, the, the growing or the, the growth area would be is that I see so many unenlightened people out there. <laughs> Are you focusing on the enlightened people or the unenlightened people? The unenlightened people because they drive well, then me would insane. You, then how would you consider focusing on only the enlightened people? Well, there's because not that many I, out there. That's the problem. There are. I, I, I think, you know, when you talk to people one-on-one, yeah. I am stunned at the number of people who, who have had anomalous experiences. Done. Oh yeah, oh, that, 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 that I agree with. with. And agree if you with. give them yeah. a chance, they like to talk about it. Now, whether or not they're going to take that next step from a private reality to a public belief system and a public, uh, a publicly acclaimed reality is something else. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody has paranormal experiences. I, 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 oh, yeah. I'm just almost convinced of that. I'm with you on that. I think I'm just being much more shallow than you are right now. Yeah, <laughs> That's my just, problem. Yeah, you're being exciting. <laughs> That's my problem. No, I'm being, I'm being much more shallow because, yeah, I agree with you 100% because, I mean, I've some of the weirdest people I've met in my life. Are in this room. Well, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Thank a, you. But some people that I, my point is, is some people that I've met that I could never take to have to actually go oh so that's what you do can i tell you something scott i got something a story i want to tell you that i experienced oh, yeah. This day. Oh, yeah. so it's oh, it's, yeah. it's really well in the next half hour i definitely we got want to break I, we have yeah. a like there's so many different ways we can take this but i definitely uh rebecca i, w- I want to know about the interdimensional aspect to this and the origin yeah, i think we laid a good foundation i mean i hope here. hopefully that was cool. a good foundation but we Very do cool. have to take the break because isn't this the break where body event tell news us yep we got the all news. the paranormal news and i do want to hear about that yeah H- hang tight one second rebecca um Thanks, thank guys. you for joining us again we'll be right back here yeah we're cooking here um this is really cool I'm yes uh this. while we're on the break uh www.rebeccahardcastle.com visit it learn and uh we'll be back with more Interested in ghosts, UFOs? How about the occult? Are you psychic? Would you like to find out? Well, if you're intrigued by the world's curiosities and all that is paranormal, then Paralore.com is a place for you. Create your own profile, start a photo album, write a blog, or just hang out and watch countless hours worth of paranormal videos while chatting with other Paralore members. Who knows? You could win a prize or two if you're quick and brave enough. It's all here, and it's all free. Visit www.paralore.com and join today. Again, membership is free, and we know you won't be disappointed. Paralore.com. Unlock your mind. Welcome to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio. Paranormal News is produced by Genesis Creations Entertainment. I'm your host, Bonnie Vent. Do you need a celebrity to promote your product or service? Planning a big event and want that little extra star power? Want to have lunch or dinner with the cast of Leave it to Beaver? Or dinner in a concert with Peter Noon from Herman's Hermits? Then go to Genesis Creations Entertainment at www. Dot GenesisCreations.biz and book a celebrity today. 
Moonlight Star is heading over to Criminal Minds. It's been nine months since inconsolable Moonlight fans last saw Alex O'Loughlin playing sexy vampire turned private investigator Mick St. John. Soon, however, he'll be returning to our small screens when he joins the cast of Criminal Minds. According to Entertainment Weekly's Michael Ocello, the Moonlight Star will be returning to CBS to play a serial killer in at least one episode of Criminal Minds, which is tentatively scheduled to air in April. Moonlight attracted a huge following, around $7 million per episode, but the execs at CBS weren't keen on picking up the series for a second season. Three months after pulling the plug on Moonlight, CBS signed a one-year deal with O'Loughlin with plans to give him a new show to be developed by Mark Gordon, who is credited for his work on Criminal Minds, Desperate Housewives, and Grey's Anatomy. At present, O'Loughlin is on the film set of Whiteout, which is slated to hit theaters on September 11th and is directed by Dominic Senna and stars Kate Beckinsale in the lead role. Hollywood actress Selma Hayek's daughter recently had an encounter with ghosts in her mother's Los Angeles home. After the spooky incident, the actress is more than convinced that her mansion is haunted. Hayek revealed that her two-year-old daughter, Valentina, woke up in the middle of the night and began talking to thin air. According to Hayek, her daughter was looking at someone, but there was no one there. She told the spirit goodbye in English and in French. Hayek says, I guess she was trying in different languages to see what nationality this ghost was. It was terrifying. For more information on these stories, please go to www.sdparanormal.com and the Paranormal News feed page. Don't forget, sign up for a free subscription to Paranormal News. Thanks for joining us today on Paranormal News. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on Paranormal News, please send us an email at paraxnews at aol.com. You can listen to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio at www.ghostlytalk.com. Please check out their other fine shows. Or you can join us at paranormalnews.mypodcast.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Bonnie Vent. I'm Tim Yancey, inviting you to explore the fascinating realm of the paranormal. Ghosts and hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and alien abductions. Join me live every Sunday evening at 9 p.m. with the foremost authorities and experts in the world regarding the mysterious realm of the unexplained. The Encounters Paranormal Radio Series, as heard on WBZT, 1230 a.m. com.
Bonnie's windmilling her hair right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Amazing. Have you changed all these up? Oh, I'm doing all kinds of insane stuff awesome, in the studio. Awesome. I'm just ripping everything apart and rebuilding it, and it's fun. fun awesome. Fun. We're talking with Rebecca Hardcastle of www.rebeccahardcastle.com. Having a good old time. Too. Oh my gosh! Talk about enlightened. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, think you know things. Just uh, she, she did the, the hypnosis thing, self hypnosis, a, a disciplined regimen of self hypnosis, and things just started coming to her and then all of a sudden she she you know the the uh, uh alien um uh Which, contactee and everything and, and yeah. it just like totally transformed her from eclipses me because i can't remember to drink my orange juice in the morning for yeah. god's sake and, <laughs> <laughs> but one thing at a time let's yes one thing at a time <laughs> work out the orange juice first yeah then, there you go. um the the thing is you 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 went from uh, you know having a tough time in life and then uh, doing the self hypnosis and and going from being a a, a chaplain at uh, Wright State University in Dayton Ohio to uh, suddenly like exploring all this paranormal stuff and then and then uh, UFOs and now you're involved in the you know political stuff you're mm-hmm. involved in. Uh, you know, the Phoenix Lights 3, mm-hmm. the etvotenow.org, and, and uh, just, wow, that, that was quite a transformation. It was. It was quite a transformation. And it didn't happen overnight. Okay. <laughs> good. It didn't so you, overnight. So you got one... some time with your orange juice. Okay, then. good. Yeah, well, you can work I'm, up to it. I'm yeah. going to need a couple weeks just for the orange juice, I think. <laughs> Trust me, quitting smoking is going to happen. It doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. No. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Now, well, one thing that I do notice, where I'm just looking at our notes here and stuff like that, which I, and, uh, and fear. I see the word fear here, removing fear. And I personally think, and this has come up a lot of times on the show in the past, is this idea of fear is what really really controls a lot of us well there's a couple of things with fear there there's the um there's the fear of change which is sounds uh, smoky as as much as everybody wants change you're always like oh i want change i want i want everything to be better i want change change change. uh as soon as something happens you're just absolutely scared that you know oh my gosh it's not comfortable well your security blanket's gone yeah and then also um you know the well the the fear of change was another one i lost it it's gone (laughs) But it's really interesting that that you're bringing up this topic because that's um, become one of my specialties. One of my specialties is dealing with trauma. Okay. And trauma is based in fear. And I learned a lot um, when when I first got in the field. I started reading John Mack. Are you are you familiar with John Mack? The name. He yes. was the the man at Harvard that. Um, he examined about 200 abductees and came out and mm-hmm. said that, you know, they were normal and they passed every psychiatric test. Yes. And, and as a result of his work um, in, in dealing with these clients and publishing books, he was put on trial at Harvard mm-hmm. and almost lost his job. But, you know, he, he retained his job and he was victorious in this academic trial. Mm-hmm. And one thing John talked about in his work is called, he called it fencing the fear. In other words, he saw that when people went through these changes or had encounters or started letting go of their belief system, oftentimes they were very traumatized and they were very fearful. So he called fencing the fear. What I found in the last five years is that because of technology now, and you guys will probably be into this, it's so cool and, um, 
that's what I'm going to talk about in the UFO Congress in Laughlin. Yeah. Um, at the end, yeah, at the end of the Everybody month. cool gets to go there. Everybody, I'm not cool. going. If you guys ever get a chance to go, it's like a UFO <sighs> hangout. It's so much fun. I have to I have to put that yeah. on our schedule next year. We're going to have to Yeah, very fun. Although I might not make it past the uh, the thing in the airport. In, in Las Vegas airport, they've got like this area where you can like do slot machines. And I may not make right. it past there. <laughs> unless, Listen, believe you yeah. me, there's plenty of those in Laughlin. Oh, so I, you can, yeah. <laughs> take your quarters or dollars and go into Laughlin. But anyway, what I'm going to be talking about there is all of the technological um, innovations that have come down the line in the last three to five years. And ironically, there's a community of people here in Arizona who are scientists and neurobiologists who are working on this next era of how we cleanse the human brain of all of the trauma scars. Because what's happened, they're finding out, is that the human species, as it experiences life, creates these trauma scars. You can actually take a blueprint of a human brain of, of its trauma scars. Uh-huh. These, these scientists can look at this blueprint of trauma scars and say, this guy's going to have a heart attack. This person's going to have strokes. This person's going to get cancer. This person's going to get, you know, a chronic inflammatory disease. Literally by your trauma scarring. Wow. So, and not only do they read the blueprint, mm-hmm. but now we have ways, and, and I work with these guys, and now we have ways to not only read it, but clear it. So literally, we are moving the species into a totally different rewired neural network that is just going to literally take the lid off exoconsciousness and the human species. And we are moving into the extraterrestrial, moving into the world um, accelerated as galactic extraterrestrial beings. That's what's going to happen. Well, these trauma scars you're referring to, I mean... That's the fence that's kept us out of the galactic community. The trauma scars are the fence. They are literally the fence posts. I am increasingly convinced of that. The reason that we're in galactic solitary confinement is because of those trauma scars. And this is what's holding us back, obviously. Absolutely. One of the main things that is holding us back. So the human ex- when we as our species learn how to remove those scars, okay. everything's right. going to change. Well, I know that I know that the brain is supposed to uh, wire and rewire itself as as it needs to, and sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not. Yeah. Um, you know, like if if you lose a part of your brain or something, there's new new pathways mm-hmm. are formed right. around the the. But scarring the is a different situation. Scarring is a different emotional situation. When your brain gets in an emotional situation where you've been traumatized, and by the way, there's only two kinds of trauma, attack and abandonment. Okay. Okay. And once you get in that emotional traumatic situation, that emotional neural network runs right against that trauma scar and stops. The brain doesn't care that it's, that it's not functioning optimally. The brain just wants to keep you alive. Right. So then, you know, this, all this brain work and, you know, the, all this brain research that I've been doing and consciousness research, I mean, it's, it's just a whole new world. I mean, this, everything, like you said at the beginning of your show, mm-hmm. everything is coming together. This whole pattern, these, these streams are moving into literally a tsunami that is going to pick up the human race and move it into and through 2012. Well, removing these trauma scars now, I mean, I mean I'm sure it isn't something you can do overnight much less you can't do anything overnight anymore. Um, but these, is, is that a, is that a, a like a, do you, do you go into hypnosis to, to remove these or, or is well, it there's a procedure? Actually, interestingly enough, um, 
some of the um, ways that it's done is through music. Oh, interesting. Which, of course, the you know Tibetan Buddhists have often used you know tones and music, and lots of spirituality is linked to tones and music. Tones and music relieve the, tra- the, the trauma scars. Just um, going through um, almost like a, a, a hypnotic, you know, remove, release, and resolve of whatever the traumatic situation was, coupled with music, is a way to do it. Another thing they found out is that when a person is traumatized, if they're allowed to shake that they are literally by the shaking busting loose the trauma scars and they don't and, and they don't scar as badly we're bringing people back from um, Iraq and Afghanistan and mm-hmm. literally putting them through these um, training exercises almost like yoga positions where they hold it long enough that their body starts shaking mm-hmm. and for a month if they can do these exercises and shake them and shake themselves every day their level of post-traumatic stress syndrome is dramatically decreased. Interesting. Is and it, they're shaking loose the scar. So do you think if if, uh, if you find somebody enlightened enough to uh, say that they've reached nirvana, because that's one of the practices of the East, right, mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. achieving nirvana, um, it, would nirvana be complete removal of trauma scars then? Or, or is that think, just one yeah, way to it? I, I think that, yeah, the, it could be complete remover of trauma scars. Or it could also be, you know, I've often thought that nirvana is just basically um, someone practicing astral travel, consciousness travel enough so that they go into um, this an upper state of consciousness where mm-hmm. they're in this an utter tranquility. And then because of being in that tranquil vibration of nirvana, that it, you know, seeps down into the rest of their well, of so their brain and neural system and body. Because every every place, I'm sure you guys at Ghost Talk Radio know uh-huh. that whatever energy you're around, it's going to have an effect on you uh-huh. as you know much as you allow it to. Well, in regards to the Buddhism, I mean, one of the fundamentals, and this is stuff I learned years and years ago, one of the fundamentals of Buddhism is that basically desire, the right. idea of desire, is mm-hmm. the cause of suffering, which you, right. suffering can cause scarring, right? It just mm-hmm. kind of all Absolutely. leads together. Suffering is scarring. And yeah, their idea is, scarring. is if you remove the desire, mm-hmm. you remove the suffering. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, but, and, and, and most major religions, Buddhism included, uh-huh. have some kind of link to suffering. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus died on the cross, you know, the suffering of, of the Jewish people, you know, the suffering in Hinduism, suffering certainly suffering is a big thing in Buddhism. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just kind of a, oh, you know, lay down because you're going to suffer. You know, <laughs> get on the world, you're going to suffer. And yeah. I feel like that's one of the belief systems that we need to let go of. Well, it does seem dramatic itself. I remember sitting in in theology school thinking, you know, I'm just not swallowing this. Uh, Why do I have to swallow this? I don't believe this. I don't believe that we have to go along with suffering, and we have to accept that belief system. Belief systems are very powerful. Well, we have been conditioned, I think, as people, especially, I think, in this country, that, you know, if you want, and again, this desire thing comes into play, but if you want to achieve, you got to work and you got to sweat, and no pain, no gain, and all that machismo stuff, right? And the uh, beginning of your show was showing that that's not true, because connections are happening effortlessly. They are. Okay. They just have like you didn't put any work into what the 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 last six well you put a lot of work into the last six months of guests but mm-hmm. I mean you didn't sit there and connect the dots and say well we're gonna no. do this and no this and I this did, and this I and honestly they didn't. just sort of came your out universal that way. mind made the connections 
Absolutely, because my mind is all, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly is. And you know what? Giving your mind permission to be that mm-hmm. is a huge first step. Oh, cool. Well, I'm glad. Maybe I am doing better than I thought I was. You were talked about, I have to ask you about this, because you talked about music a few minutes ago as far as relieving yeah. scars. And this is my... I'm a, he lit up. Uh, he yeah, really I lit did. up and I was pointing my finger and making all these points yeah. in my mind. Now, I want to give an example because, uh, well, first of all, this heavy metal count. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because what does heavy metal do? Heavy metal, if, if, if you go to like a noise rock concert or something, yeah, yeah. everybody is standing there shaking. You're moving you know Yeah, they're going, they're dancing, man. Yeah, they're, they're, they're getting it on. They're having a good time. You know, it's not like Mozart. Mozart is a different release. Yeah. Noise rock or, you know, rock or, you know, whatever you want to call it, that makes your, your body has to move. Well, the reason I ask is because just uh, we we talked about this at the beginning of the show. This is so weird because the opening to the show you yeah, played yeah. you played pop punk. Well, yeah, because I right. told you this morning. I, and I, this and morning was, I was like, and and like it was just pounding. And your head's doing this. We were we were all our heads were bouncing. Your whole head is popping up and down. Well, yeah. Well, and I had to stop when the monitor fell off the. Yeah, we had to pick the monitor up because I just. When I said you this morning, though, I'm like I'm like I rediscovered pop punk this morning. Right now, let me explain this a little bit further. The, I, you know, this new band that I was jazzing on, and we played, we played some of their tunes earlier this uh, in the show. Um, they, for some reason, I like Friday, oh, Thursday or Friday, I, I stumbled upon these guys and started listening to their tunes. And it, I got to be honest with you, it, it was well, it's, I've been kind of like in this when the music listening stuff, it's been kind of just all chill, break things, destroy everything, and it was a real breath of fresh air to hear something fun. Right, right. Something in something light, and can, you can just bob your head to, and and it really kind of charged me up and put me in a way, way mm-hmm. better mood than I was in before. Absolutely. I and and I'm not honest. good enough to bring donuts into the office, but it was but, it know. was still pretty good. Hey, one day at a time. All right, all right. Orange so, juice don't go together anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that when you when gross. you mentioned the therapeutic things, because I was really I've been kind of cranky this whole week, and. Mm-hmm. I heard these this 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 new band that I'm jazzing on, and it really made me feel good. And I, you know, you saw me at work today, just bobbed oh, yeah. my head nonstop. Oh, yeah. just, just, mm-hmm. I listened to their album, their couple of albums, like three times today, just because music it was, is huge. So yeah, I mean, that's a good example of how it can help. It really can. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was a bit scarred this week from the from what I've been having, you know, the stuff, the days, the daily grind, right? So that's oh a good God, example. Oh my God, you wake up in the morning and turn on CNBC, and you get scarred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You it's, get scared mm-hmm. to death. Yeah, even even national public radio is like gloom and oh, yeah. doom now. I mean, back in the day, they used to actually talk about interesting stuff, but now they're just as bad as the the big people oh, yeah. are. It seems uh-huh. like so. Everybody I, wants ratings. Yeah. <laughs> Next up on Ghostly Talk, gloom and doom. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I thought that was our format anyway. Oh, that is our format. <laughs> yes, I forgot. <laughs> so okay, so that's a good. I mean, those are some good things. I mean, people can try. I mean. It may take more than that, but those are some things I think that people might be able to just look into. I think everything helps. Yeah. Everything helps. And I think, I think music helps. I think also the type of people that you choose to be around. You know, are you being around people who are vampiring you and sucking your energy? God. Or Sometimes. are you around people that, you know, there's an even exchange of positive energy? Yeah. And for some yes. of us, that may mean, you know, readjusting who we're friends with. Or how much time we spend with that friend, or the state of mind we have when we're with that friend, mm-hmm. and, and, this, and the same thing with you know what we choose to watch on television. Yeah, and, well, that too. Oh There's no, no, no! I got good stuff. 
absolutely. Project One Runway is the <laughs> most. It is the most trauma re- scar removing show ever. Well, no, these are all inputs, I guess, you can use. I mean, anything that's going to kind of take the load off, I guess, and make you maybe not forget about things because that's that's not what you want to do. I don't think you should be, do things to forget because it's going to be there no matter what. You know, and that's no, whole, it's not. What's that? What's going to be there no matter what? If you, well, I mean, from what I've learned and by growing up is that you know if you if you have issues and problems, you know some people well, we've heard the old well, I drink to forget, my friend. Well, you're going to wake up with a hangover and feel even worse now, and the problem's still going to be there, right? I mean, do you believe that? I well, I believe that. I've been is through that, it. Is that, have you had an experience where you've always believed that? That's always been true. Well, yeah. I mean, I've I've done it myself. I mean, I went out and I'm going to get loaded tonight because I'm having a rough week and I deserve to get drunk. And I go out and get drunk, and then I get up the next day. And it's but like, getting well, drunk is not relieving the trauma scar. Getting drunk is like taking a, a pharmaceutical pill. That's yeah. just masking the symptoms. Okay. That, that doesn't have anything to do with doing your work. As a matter of fact, you guys are on Ghost Talk Radio, and I can tell you from my hypnotherapy practice that you know, addictive. Substances, while they're fine, and you know, while they're fine, I don't have any problem with it. Yeah. But they also, uh, you, you open yourself to attract all kinds of entities. That we've heard oh, that yes. so many times, too, Rebecca. I think it's I've true. seen that several times. Yeah. I mean, I see that in my practice all the time. People move into houses. As a matter of fact, I just you know, talked to somebody the other day, and they were talking about. You know, I said, you know, I feel like a lot of alcoholism is in your in your house. And she goes, Well, we don't drink. I said, Well, it's in your house. I feel it. I, I can feel it. Yeah. Sure enough, she calls me back, and she goes, Oh yeah. She said, You know, come come to think of it, we've been here, you know, several years, and we're still finding old um, alcohol bottles from the former owners. And I said, Well, you know, you got to clear that energy out. Did it's got to go. Did my ex-husband live there? <laughs> <laughs> has been there. Wow. So, so that, but, but that, that, there, there's that, truth to that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, you are putting yourself into, you know, there, there was a school, I think, in the 60s that really, you know, came out and said, you know, to have higher states of consciousness, you have to go out of your body. And what that did was, in the 60s, that allowed all of us to start to experience what quantum consciousness was. Quantum consciousness is zero point type limitless boundless consciousness the easiest way to get to that is to you know drink your ayahuasca tea or you know smoke a little weed or you know get drunk or whatever <laughs> and, you know do some yeah. mushrooms or whatever and <laughs> you get to feel literally what quantum consciousness feels like oh, yeah brownies and pizza now what's happening now in you know the the early 21st century is we're discovering that higher states of consciousness, quantum consciousness, is not something that we have to take a drug to experience, but it's something that all of us can experience without a drug. That's true. Exactly. That once, once we tap into what quantum consciousness feels like, and we have a belief system that supports it, which, by the way, all of this is what I call exoconsciousness, then mm. we're living in it. You know, I like to tell the story about these um, shamans. I, th- th- there was a shaman conference recently at a university, and this guy wrote a book on the shamans, and he said, you know, he was going to talk ayahuasca tea ceremonies and this, that, and the other thing. And some woman raised her hand in the back. She goes, you know, I don't understand it. Why don't you ever talk about women? Why, oh. why, why do you only talk about men? And he kind of stopped and got real quiet and looked at her, and he said, well, the reason I didn't talk about them is because they didn't drink the tea. And she goes, well, why, didn't they di- why didn't they drink the tea? 
And he goes, well, actually, they didn't drink the tea because they didn't need to drink the tea. They went into altered states of consciousness as female shamans without the tea. And they stayed conscious and guided the men who were drinking the tea. I would submit to all of us that it doesn't matter if you're male or female. You don't have to drink the tea. Oh, okay. We can all go to altered states of highest, the highest level of altered states of, of consciousness without having to drink the tea. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's something I, I've believed that for years. I don't, you know, and I've known lots of people over the years that have taken themselves to altered states of consciousness, uh, you know, through use of pharmaceuticals and nasal right. de- decongestants and all that fun stuff. And, um, <laughs> do it too. yeah, and, you know, I, it's not been my thing personally, but, you know, I've always thought that there's got to be a way. And I think this is why we're on this journey doing this show and stuff like that mm-hmm. is to learn these things. I think there is a better way to do it without harming yourself. It's, it's improving. Absolutely. Stuff, and you. not only are we going into altered states of consciousness, but also in the early 21st century, we're moving back into our body. And we're getting in touch with, I don't know, do you guys talk about like kundalini or things like that? We have. Chakras. I'm a real advocate that, you know, that whole, you know, Hindu belief system of the kundalini and, you know, and riding the life force inside your body is essential to we as a species moving into exoconsciousness. The book. We gotta talk about this for a second. We're like, I know we're only we're like minutes, minutes yeah. from the end. We gotta, of we gotta make this like a six-hour show or something now. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> okay, no. Day together. Six no, hours? I mean like in general because we always run into this problem, Rebecca, where we 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 get somebody wonderful like yourself on the show, oh, and we just want to talk all night with you about this. It's stuff. fun, yeah. But we gotta talk about your book for a second, Exoconsciousness: Your Twenty-First Century Mind. This is out now. You can get it on Amazon, correct? That's right, and also my website, exoconsciousness.com. Yeah, I saw that too. There's, there, there's two websites. You can put that up on, as a link. I'd really oh, that's appreciate a good it. idea. We'd be happy yes. to do that for you, no problem. Yeah, so, thank you. All the things we covered tonight are in this book. I mean, And I, more. I think, Stuff that yeah, we didn't think, get to that uh, I would have I, loved to have talked I don't about. think we covered a lot of it. Who am I kidding? <laughs> well, I <laughs> but, just need to come back and spend another Sunday afternoon I, with you guys. I Absolutely. love that idea. You, you, you did mention a couple upcoming things where people can actually yeah, where you, you and at? shake your hand. Yeah, I'm going to be at the Laughlin UFO Congress. At the end of the month, end mm-hmm. of February, um, I'm also going to be in um, in uh, the, at, at the X conference in um, DC, in Washington DC, with Steve Bassett. Oh. In um, April, everyone's it's April going to these things. 16th or 17th that weekend. Everyone's going to these things, and, yeah. and I just I didn't plan them. Well, the end of this month, no, we only have like the X conference is very cool. If you guys can make it to that, that's you know very. I go to yeah. the X conference every year. Yeah, we uh, I'd love to go to Laughlin. We got a full year planned already. Other way. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, yeah. on the road. But we're going to have to maybe change things up a little bit for 2009 and go to some of these uh, these UFO conferences. I think too, so. I think. I think That's it's where really everybody's going. Uh, yeah. So Rebecca, we unfortunately, yeah, we're at the top of the hour here. This really sucks. <laughs> this is suck, man. <clears throat> but, uh, well, thanks it, for having me on. I really yeah, appreciate no. it. The yeah. website. You got w- this one, Doug? Thanks. Yeah, thank you. The <laughs> website is www.rebeccahardcastle.com. And, and also exoconsciousness.com. Dot com. Dot com. All right. Com. We're going to put that up, of course, at ghostlytalk.com. And thank you so much, Rebecca. Yeah. Hey, thanks, yeah. guys. Hang on the line one sec. Yeah, don't leave us just yet. Okay. Hang on the line for a second. Okay. Coming up next. Super. Uh, finally. Finally, we get to talk to Patrick Yay. Byrne. Been a number of years. Of course, from Court TV and True TV's Haunting Evidence. Um, been a while, yeah. We've run I mean, into him at like lots and lots of conferences, including here in Michigan. Fun. We spent we spent very many a late nights with Patrick having oh, a lot of yes. fun. But, Great guy. But he hasn't actually been on a live show until tonight. Yes. So everybody, stay tuned through this break, and we'll bring you Rich, er, Richard. Patrick... <laughs> 
What am I thinking? <laughs> we'll bring you Patrick Burns. For more info, visit ghostlytalk.com. presents Deconstructing Fireflies, a post-apocalyptic short story by the Ghost Man and Demon Hunter shows Nathan Schoonover and Christy Peterson. Bees are real, birds are not. Deer heads rot on rooftops under the blazing sun, chickens explode, and one stricken little boy searches in unlikely places for the souls of the mechanical animals his father creates. This unsettling tale is now available in the speculative fiction anthology Beacons of Tomorrow Second Collection. Buy your copy at TyrannosaurusPress.com, Amazon.com, Tower.com, and most online book retailers now. Beacons of Tomorrow Second Collection. It's a vision of the future so grotesque, you won't be able to look away. Shadow governments, strange rituals, new world Shadow order, governments, strange buried rituals, treasure, new planetary mind control, military Visit OutThereRadio.net for more information. It's another overcast and chilly Abbott's Howie Winter's Day. Sky like a breakfast that went cold is smiling down upon the bay.
caught bored waiting for something to go bump in the night listen to the paranormal broadcast system with brad brandon todd and paul well hello mr phantom man listen to some great interviews with some amazing guests that run the gamut from ghost hunting groups across the country to paranormal personalities in the media first let's be serious for a moment then let's have some fun We've got it all covered. Tune in and listen to intriguing interviews with our hosts from L.A. Spirits and the Louisiana Spectral Research Center. Then kick back and listen to us try to be funny with some crazy Cajun. And some other guys, too. This is no kid's show, folks. It's the Paranormal Broadcast System. Listen to us poke fun at ourselves. It's funnier that way. You can find us at www.laghosts.com. That's www.laghosts.com. You're listening to Ghostly Talk with your hosts, Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie. Ah, uh, yes. Patrick Burns is best known as the... Wow, I died quick. <laughs> and no one would have noticed had you not said anything. <laughs> Everyone would have been like, "Oh, Doug did that." that wow, really? Just like, boom. Everyone oh, would have died. been like, "Oh, wow, okay, so go, Doug." But <laughs> Oops. Scott has to come in with the "um." We sorry, up. I stomped all over that. Go Let ahead. me try that one more right, time. Go for it. Patrick Burns is best known as the paranormal investigator star of Court TV and True TV's Haunting Evidence. For three seasons, Burns was called to apply his vast knowledge of electronics and computer systems toward the goal of documenting paranormal activity. Burns' Burns numerous technical skills include a mastery of advanced audio filtering techniques for enhancing faint EVP recordings. When not in front of a camera, Patrick can be seen working behind one. He's a professional photographer and videographer and was able to lend his vast knowledge of these fields to his role 
on haunting evidence. His website is the uh, probably already bookmarked in your bookmarks. Yeah, this is an old school website this is, right here. This man. is one you go to yep. when you need to know something. It's www.ghosthounds.com, and it's probably already in your bookmarks. But and it, he's hot. Don't forget that. <laughs> and he's oh. hot. Um, <laughs> That's a way to get us going there. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Patrick, welcome to the show. Welcome it's good to, to finally Ghost have you here, man. Yeah. Oh, it's great to finally be here, you guys. It's uh, I've known you guys for a couple of years now, but I, I guess it was just a, a scheduling thing. Uh, yeah, uh, making well, it happen. Well, the thing was, one of the big things we've been doing the last like six months here is I made a promise to everybody here that there, there's a lot of people in the same position where we've we see them on the road at conferences or out and about and stuff like that. We always say hi. We have a great time together. We hang out, whatnot. And they just never find their way to the show. So sometimes we get yeah. kind of, okay, let's just get this thing going here. So that's you're one of those guys, sure. and we're glad yeah. you're finally here. We can actually sit here and chit-chat for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, good, good to be here finally. Yeah. Now, like I said, we said before, and I'm going to comment on this. Ghost Hounds. It's a website I went to. I was going to years ago. Uh, you've been running. How long have you been running GhostHounds.com? I founded Ghost Hounds in uh, uh, the uh, uh, Labor Day weekend of 2001. Yeah, it's hard to believe mm-hmm. it's been that long, but it has been. Uh, so we're we're coming up on our uh, our eighth year this year, and. Uh, Still going strong, man. You know, it's uh, I'm I'm very proud of the site. I've you know definitely worked worked hard at it over the years to build it up to where it is, and uh, you know I'm just uh, I'm immensely proud of of it as uh, as one of my accomplishments, and uh, just hope that uh, things uh, it just just keeps on trucking for years to come. Oh yeah, it's about as old as our website is. I think. Well, our website's <laughs> just about six months younger. Yeah, something like. Although that. when we started up, we were on the the Yahoo. Right? We started up on right. GeoCities. Or GeoCities. Geo as, as did we. Yep, we, we yeah. started out with the Yahoo group, and uh, yeah. of course, you know, way back then, this was before it was sexy to be a ghost hunter. So yeah. you know, we're old school. We're 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 going way back before this was. Uh, before this was, uh, you know, something fashionable mm-hmm. to do for people. So uh, I, I commend you guys for that as well. Oh, thank you. I, I, I often wonder, though, and I think I mentioned this to you before, Doug, because you mentioned, we mentioned GeoCities. I wonder how many dead GeoCities sites are still floating oh, around. All of them. <laughs> all of them. they got to all be out there just like gigs and gigs of just data. Well, you know what is really funny is um, the, uh, the group that I was a part of here in Georgia uh, was um, uh, the Georgia Haunt Hunt team. Mm-hmm. And I found a ghost town. I, w- I was with the Georgia Haunt Hunt team for about a year and a half until they went defunct. Mm-hmm. And um, they had had um, a-, a hosted site on GeoCities. And the last time I looked, it was still on there. It might have been a year or so. But the group has been defunct since uh, 2001. All See, the email addresses on it are dead, but yeah. the, the site still lives on out there, and it still looks like uh, the hit counters uh, indicate that it still gets a fair amount of traffic. See, I like I like closure on things. When if when I close, and I've closed a few projects up over the last few years here, uh, and I always I guess I like a little bit of closure because I go, okay, I'm gonna cancel the contract for the web space stuff, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna pull all the data off the site and back it up so I can keep it, and then I'm done with it. Right, but you know, I guess when you're on a free server like that, it don't matter. Just leave it up there. Who cares? No, right, you're not paying right. for it. Pretty right. much, pretty much. As long as you know they're, they're getting their their revenue from the ad banners, I guess they don't care. You know, if it's bringing hits, it's ultimately going to bring them, uh, yeah. you know, 
bring them ad- advertising revenue, so they just let, let them soak out there, even though nobody knows who owns or maintains the site. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned you mentioned a ghost hunting group you were a part of, and I and um, let's, let's talk about that for a second because obviously you you mentioned a couple things that are some real. I guess there's some earmarks for for me especially right now. I'll take the blame for this one. Um, you know, you mentioned ghost hunting groups and how you know back in the day. And I, we can say that now, as it's been almost a decade now. It seems like that uh, yeah, you know it absolutely. wasn't that fashionable back fashionable back then. But now, um, well, go ahead. Doug. It was also very difficult to find. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like they they didn't have a a, a Satan space for for you to <laughs> yeah, you know, put that's up. That's MySpace, Patrick. And yeah, yeah, we call it. Yeah, <laughs> we call but it Satan's MySpace. Space. They didn't have that. They didn't have you know. So you couldn't form an instant yeah. group. Um, you, no. you had to do the Yahoo group thing, and then you had to publicize. Well, then, that was one idea yeah, you, you had, yeah. Absolutely. You really you really had to kind of um, had to search out, out people. or They had to find you, pretty much. Right. You, know, you, you put your presence up on the web, and they kind of had to find you. Now you can you can network with other people with the, the social network sites like, like uh, you know, MySpace and Facebook, and it's very, very, very easy to find other like-minded people with yeah. similar interests. In your geographical area, you you can narrow, narrow these down. Uh, but of course, back then, I think there were when I founded Ghost Towns, I think there were only two or three other paranormal groups in the entire state of Georgia. And um, now it seems like everyone and their mother is running a paranormal research group. Uh, you yeah. know, and I certainly attribute that to a couple of factors. The internet, of course, is is a big uh, key factor oh, in yeah. that, and of course, uh, the television, the exposure that the paranormal is now getting on the airwaves. Uh, is definitely uh, uh, you know made this a, a fashionable hobby, uh, but you know, like you said, we we're, we're old school. We go back to uh, before there was anything on this, and when you might actually catch a special, a documentary on the Discovery Channel, it was like you went out of your way to make sure that yeah. the VCR. Gosh, remember those things? Oh God, yeah. They made sure that the VCR was ready to record the show when when you might actually happen across a paranormal documentary. And now, of course. Uh, you know, pretty much any day of the week on one of the networks, you're gonna you're gonna find something uh, regarding the paranormal several times a week at no, the very least. Yeah, and I I, I agree. And it, it are it is those factors, and I think you know the you know let's be fair here. Was we we've done some thrashing on this stuff the last couple of months, mm-hmm. but let's be fair for a few minutes and say you know I think we've said it anyways that you know I think it's great that you know the avenues that people have it's awesome. That you can actually get out there and like, boom, you're in contact with like 30 or 40 people with the same interest right. that you have. I mean, that's what social networking is. That's that's what right. it is. It's, it's very core. No matter what, if you like basket weaving or whatever it may be, you'll find a gazillion people. There'll be fan sites on the internet. There'll be fan sites of the fan sites on the internet. I mean, there's stuff out there for you to find people that are into that. That's great. Um, I, again, it goes back to the back in the day, though. I mean, literally, I remember myself uh, before, even before I met you, Doug. <laughs> okay. That was a long time. Yeah, ago. before I met you, Doug, mm-hmm. um, I, I I got the bug for this thing, you know, real long time ago, and I just started just climbing around and just trying to find anybody I could find. And I, I mean, there was only a few websites out there at the time. Uh, at yeah. The time. So I was able to contact a couple of those people and just go, okay, I want to go on a, I want to go out there and try this thing. You know, what do I do? And luckily, I met good people that were willing to help me, but they were few and far between. Um, there's right. tons of people out there now. That's great. Um, the only problem that scares me <laughs> is that, you know, the obvious things is that there's so many people out there. Um, it, it has, I guess, well, there's a few things, I guess. You know, there are going to be, 
I'm seeing too much of the bannering back and forth. We've talked about that before. Oh, yeah. Drama. It's talking, well, it's become more of a competition, it seems like, it's between yeah. certain people. Yeah, and what are we competing for, really? You know, people, people really have lost sight of it and uh, lost sight of the fact that this is a hobby. This is not a profession for the overwhelming majority of people out there. I was blessed with some unique opportunities in that, um, obviously, I was cast on a television show, and of mm-hmm. course, um, I am compensated um, in a modest way for for my efforts yeah. for for lending my services, which is entirely fair. Um, yeah, it's totally fair. You know, then you know, but even people that write uh, books on uh, paranormal subjects, you know, paranormal authors, they'll be the first to tell to tell you that these books. Don't hit the New York Times bestseller list usually. I no, mean, these, these are, these are books that sell, you know, not millions of units, but tens of thousands of units. So it's not a really lucrative, uh, you know, field to be in. It is a labor of love. It has always been. And, um, you know, it, it, a lot of people are just out there taking themselves way too seriously. I'm finding groups now that are coming out. And the groups are forming themselves around the premise of getting on a TV show. And I think that that's, that's actually, you know, they're, they're going to launch their own pilot. And I, I have no problem with people going out and, and trying to pursue that avenue. But when they I, – I, I do have a bit of a problem with people that create a group specifically for that purpose. Because for those of us that have been doing this for so long, where mm-hmm. it is a labor of love, yeah. you know, this isn't uh, – this isn't uh, this was never – meant to be our 15 minutes of fame mm-hmm. you know for me being cast on haunting evidence that was a happy accident for me and i you know i look at myself in the mirror every day and realize that i'm i, I gotta be one of the like, luckiest guys in the world to have gotten that amazing opportunity that was presented to me to do what i love yeah. and actually get paid to doing it uh in an ethical manner um uh w- was just amazing but people have to realize there's uh there's just a finite amount of airspace on the television and you know i've i can't tell you it's almost like a broken record when i go to these these events now you know we're working on a pilot we're working on a pilot you know everybody and their mother has got a paranormal research group everybody and their mother is trying to pitch pilot out there and the sad sorry truth is the overwhelming majority of them 99% of them are never going to make it on the air because mm-hmm. they've, they've got to have a unique angle. You know, they can't just yeah. rehash Ghost Hunters or Paranormal State. That's already been done. What's your unique angle that that you're bringing to the table here? Otherwise, you know, the networks well, aren't, aren't going to waste their time on it. Patrick, let me, let me I mean, first well, off, I want to ask you, have we talked about this before? <laughs> because, I mean, it's like... <laughs> I think I think we have, We probably. may have. We may, but okay. Well, I'll just say... In response to that, I mean, I feel the same way. I know when I started doing this stuff, it wasn't, and I'll be, I've said this before on the air, I wasn't out to help people. And that was not my number one goal. Not because I'm a bad guy and I, and I have anything ill against anybody. Right. I got into this because I wanted to learn about this stuff because I thought this stuff was Absolutely. fascinating. Right. Um, now, the one thing, and I feel the same way that you do, Patrick, I mean, even doing our little radio show you've been doing here for a while, um, I still look at what we've done, the body of work we've put together thus far, and I'm just like, wow, I'm really proud of this thing. And I ne- but, you know, if you yeah. had, 10 years ago, if you had said, hey, you know, you're going to be doing a show, a radio show, and you're going to be doing this from the ground up on your own, I would have laughed yeah. hysterically at them, right? So yeah. it fell in our lap, and everything we've had, all this fun stuff we've done over the years, it's off, all of it. Has fallen in yeah. our lap, you know what I mean? So well, uh, don't don't feel bad that you said you you got into this 
for your own curiosity. I did as well. I did not get into this with the intention of, of, of helping other people. I got into it because it was a field of, 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 of research that has fascinated me ever since I was a child. And I, it, I, I can't, I can't, I'd be a liar if I didn't say that there was a, there wasn't a spiritual connection as well. Yeah. Because for me it was, um, well, let's see, is there anything out there is, is, you know, is it be, beyond what, what mainstream religion tells us to just, you know, take that pill and swallow it what what is there really out there can i actually experience this stuff does it actually exist can we measure it can we document it yeah it was really about me gathering data and doing research and and the whole notion of going in and helping um helping people you know to overcome their fears and anxiety of what's going on i think most people uh, that have been doing it a long time would would probably say that that was not their initial reason yeah. For getting into it, it was. It was. I think people generally, for the overwhelming, the overwhelming majority of people, get interested, get into this field because it is an, a subject that interests them intensely. And I think, just like with with you, it was like with me. Um, you kind of merge into the the um, the support aspect of it to to help people realize, hey, you know, yeah, this stuff does go on. It is real. Most of the time, it's nothing to to be fearful of. It's it's just it's a part of nature, and uh, right, and, that, it, and it is what it is. And that was a natural outcropping of learning about the stuff, you know, of of going in, uh, doing actual investigations, of reading all the books, of emailing and talking to all the people that we possibly could. A natural outcropping was we could sit down and tell somebody if somebody comes up with this story or something and and i'm scared or i don't know what to think of it and we could say well you know what i i can think off of my the top of my head of you know five cases that have similar things nothing bad happened to any of those people here's what you know here's some things to research and and look up and and we can help guide you on that or we can say here's these people these people and these people who might be able to actually help you so we could either refer you know and that that's that's an outcropping of learning about this stuff and and that's what we do here on the show we we try to learn and uh yeah uh, right. And and we do that by talking to as many people as we can. <laughs> well, no, and <laughs> you, know. you, you commented on that earlier too that you know and yeah. we've we've heard the same things. I mean, and, uh, I'm finding that are there are more groups that are just getting together to just put together this pilot thing. You know, uh, right? For example, one example, <laughs> the Mid South. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to name any names. I mean, that's the only name when I name. There's a lot of people there, right? Right. Uh, uh, right. But there was one gentleman there that uh, you know I've known for a while and stuff. And uh, I walked up to him and said, "Hey, it's been forever. How are you? You know, it's what's going on." And I mean, the first thing they come out said, "I got a pilot I'm working on right now." That was the first thing I heard. <laughs> and I was exactly. like, and, I was, and the, my intentions, my intentions were to go into this conversation, like, and have a conversation, have a smoke, chill out, right? Minute, see what's up, you know? And I right. literally was like. You know, hot box, hot box, hot box, boom, I'm out of here. I gotta go. I don't want, I, I can't, <laughs> right, right, do this. right. I can't do this with you. I don't want to deal with this. So it does get kind right. of, you know, taxing. You know, again, who? I'm not saying. <laughs> I want to know. No, I'm not going to do that. Tell that us on cool. the break. I'm not yeah. going to tell you on the break. Okay, I'll tell you on the break. Okay. <laughs> no, but no, it, it does get, you know, even, you know, with, with our thing, we hear that a lot too. But it's, it's true. I hear that constantly. And yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's a bummer, man, because it's like, we're going to have highlights. Go ahead. People have asked me. People have asked me if I want to do uh, a radio show, and I said, yeah, maybe one day in a couple years after the bubble has burst, because, you know, 
it's the same thing. There, I, I can't even begin to tell you how many podcasts and quote-unquote radio shows I do. I, I do at least once one a week, it mm-hmm. seems like, sometimes yeah. several in a week. And there's just there's way too much competition out there. And I think in a couple of years, when the TV stuff dies down and it's no longer the hot, hot item on reality TV, yeah. the paranormal, which mm-hmm. is, it, you know, it will happen uh, yes. sooner or later. It's inevitable. Yes. Uh, the bubble will burst, and uh, uh, people's, you know, the, the general layman, Joe, Joe public, Joe Q public, will no longer be interested in watching us, you know, pursue this stuff on television. What yeah. you mean? They and don't always want to see black and white TV anymore, or green and white green TV. And white TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly, green and white TV, right? Well, um, no. the night shot stuff. No, <laughs> oh, eventually oh. the bubble will burst. These shows will be far and few between. You might see the occasional special documentary. And it'll be, it'll be back, I think, like it was 10 years ago. There will probably still be more people that stay interested in it. Yeah. But you're definitely going to see going to see a bell curve, uh, I think. It's going to taper off um, over the next few years here. I'm not, I can't you know, say exactly when that yeah. will happen. No, I, I, no. It might be five years. It might be 10 years. It depends on how long this stays. Uh, you know, People stay keenly interested in it and keep tuning in for it. But once it's no longer, you know, the fashionable thing, once it's the, a lot of these shows have, have come and gone, and, uh, you know, we, we will see who is still standing. Well, this you is, know, we I, have when, talked about this. We have talked about this before. We have to. We, we have, have to have a conversation. Yes, I have we have. This. Because, I mean, that's exactly, I mean, I can't count how many interviews that we've done here, you know, on other shows and whatnot, bouncing right. around. And they've said, well, what do you see happening? I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's going to taper off. It's going, it's bound to happen. Anything like this, any pop culture thing like this happens, it, it will taper off. I go, and then after that, the people that truly care, you'll still see them there. The people that really care about this stuff and that this is what they do, this is their passion, this is what drives them, you will still see them. There. And someone, 10 years from now, is going to have to go through every single one of those GeoCities websites <laughs> that have been abandoned <laughs> and find all that evidence and catalog it. Now, that, that isn't knocking go. the people that, you know, look, they may, they may become disinterested in a couple of years. That doesn't mean they're bad people. That just means that this wasn't for them. And That's their cool. pilot didn't get And accepted. their pilot yes. didn't Exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean... <laughs> That's about the best way to put it, Doug. I have to say, <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm well, this is as, as far as hobbies go, though, because this is my hobby and my passion, right? Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for eight. We're, we're going to be eight, eight, seven years old seven, here next month, so yeah. we'll be doing yeah. our eighth year of broadcasting coming up next month, right? Yeah. Technically, the See, end of this month. You huh? guys, you guys, saying that, I'm blown away. I mean, you know. You you guys were among the very first then yeah. out there that mm-hmm. were doing this. I mean, I I know this for a fact. Yeah, and and we've been around a long time. We've been there before the big. You but know, nothing's boom. really changed, though, but, Patrick. That's what I'm. That's what scares me is that I know between Doug and myself here, the formula. You know, there's never been from when we started the thing up. It was always like. We're going to try this thing, and if, if someday it sucks and we hate doing it, we're going to stop doing it, right? right that day is, well, right. it's come and gone, but we still do it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just, there's it never been sucks. this idea of, like, you know, this, the, you know, the, the whole, like, you know, carrot on the string thing for us. It's always been, right. let's just keep doing this thing because we As like doing it. As a matter of fact, it, when people know? say, why don't we do this and this and this and this and this, and they want to, you know, do all these wonderful things with the show, we're like, we're like no. Uh, that makes it work. No, thanks. So yeah, that we, makes it work. That sucks. Hey, I don't you know what? That. Huh? It's the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? right. Yeah, exactly. You guys are still passionate about it. Obviously, you've got the staying power. You've been doing it for eight years. 
Um, you know, I, I don't see you guys going away anytime soon. That's a good thing. I mean, I, I, I respect the people that are in it for the long haul and that have been in it for the long haul. And yeah, you know, the groups that are springing up now, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's see who's, who's still standing when it's no longer fashionable. And I, I, I know there will be some newer groups that 10 years from now will still be in existence. Yeah. But I think the overwhelming majority of them will, will dry up once people's curiosity is peaked and they find other stuff to be interested in and go study. So yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens see in the, the next couple of years. I feel a little, oh, okay. No, go ahead, okay. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. I was say, I feel a little guilty because I think that, um, some of the newer groups, right? When, when people approach me and say, Oh, I'm, I, I just formed this group, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 it's like a double edged sword, right? For me, because I'm always excited to see a new group or if somebody, well, you're jaded. A, if somebody starts a new <laughs> podcast or somebody does this or yeah. that and, or somebody, even people filming a pilot, doing their own pilot. Okay. I, I get this thing where I'm like both excited. And then, but also, I'm thinking, eh, you know, like, how, uh, yeah. are, why are they doing it? And the, and the, the saddest right. thing is, is there really could be a valid, you know, person, a, a person out there who's really always cares, been interested yeah. in this, but then, you know, they're, they, they, they didn't form the hobby part of it. They didn't, you know, weren't able to do it until, you know, until they ran across this or that TV show or this or that website well, or read this or that book. Inspiration's a like, beautiful thing, though. I'm right, cool and that, with that can happen even now. Yeah. Somebody could yeah. be inspired and do a magnificent TV show. Yeah. They could do a magnificent right. podcast. They could do a magnificent book. Or somebody could be in their basement right now inventing something that's going to open a whole new series of research. But you know, sure. but when they first tell me about it, I'm going to be a little bit hesitant. Well, you have to because nowadays. of this bubble. Yeah, you have to yeah. nowadays. It's Absolutely, a and, and I feel guilty this, about this, that a little bit. This will be looked back. The, the, the last, the the, um, the 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 first ten years of of the 2000s, I think, in the future, 20 years from now, will probably be looked looked back at as the golden age of paranormal because it, it was like the the same thing the the bubble in radio. You know, right, yeah. back in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s was called the golden age of radio because of all the great shows. And of course, uh, television came out and kind of pulled the rug out underneath radio's uh, feet a little bit. But mm-hmm. you know, you will. I think you'll. People will look back and they'll. You know, of course, you know, shows like Ghost Hunters, um, Haunting Evidence, hopefully, and 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 the others will. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure continue to live on. Um, after they've been canceled in reruns, um, you yeah. know, in, in DVD and uh, probably streaming online at, at some point mm-hmm. or someplace. Yeah. So you know, the, the shows are forever, and um, you know, I, I, but I think people will look back on these times, uh, the researchers that, that have the staying power, and say, yeah, that's when the paranormal was really, really huge for a few years there, and then mm-hmm. and, and then it kind of tapered off. And hopefully they'll say that's when it was in its infancy, because 20 years from now, I hope. I hope yes, they know a heck of a lot more about the afterlife than yeah. we know right now. Why don't we yeah. get a quick? Let's take a quick break here, okay? Because okay. we, we've been right. slamming on this thing for. <laughs> I know. We really got fired up there for a few minutes, didn't we, Patrick? Yeah, right. we did. Hang tight for one second. We're just gonna take a quick break here. This is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott Allen, and I'm Doug, and I'm Bonnie. We'll be right back after this.
Okay, this is screen team. We're ready for EVP sweep. That is weird. These cameras don't do this. Water supposedly will come off and on in various rooms. And so our EMS meter started to skip the paywall. You're listening to the number one source for paranormal evidence brought to you firsthand by real investigators in the field. No hoaxes, no disinformation. You're listening to The Ghost Project. I found myself face-to-face with someone or something that was attempting to play with my psyche as well as my physical being. How sure are you of that? I'm 100% sure of that. What are we made of? Why do I get sick? How can I live a more balanced and whole life? These are just a few of the questions explored each week by naturopath, medical intuitive, and clairvoyant, Dr. Rita Louise on Just Energy Radio. Explore your possibilities every Friday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Join us at JustEnergyRadio.com.
Parahub Radio. The Internet's only rock and roll paranormal extravaganza. Special guest with us, Robbie Thomas, psychic medium. Where is the Lawrence House? It's in Ontario, Canada. It is a house that was owned by a shipbuilder, and it was haunted. The tools of the trade back then were baby powder. The reason being is I could see, and the kids with me couldn't, so I figured if I threw the baby powder in the air as the spirit was walking through, it would cover it, and then they could say, oh, we see it now. The next tool was a flashlight, so we know where we're going, and a rope, so we could tie it around so we don't get taken away by the spirit. So that hey, was Anthony, me. Isn't that what your last girlfriend said? <laughs> that's just, that's a, just a Friday night for Anthony. Baby powder, a rope, and a flashlight. <laughs> Para Hub Radio. Thursdays, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern on Bounce Radio and Parahub.org. That's rather fitting, judging by what we were talking about a minute ago. Oh, yeah. We're talking to Patrick Burns of www.ghosttowns.com, and of he's course. he's hot. Battery <laughs> gets you everywhere, my dear. <laughs> That's my plan. In the first segment, we we talk. I guess we just kind of got into this like ball of. I don't know how that happened. That's all right, though. I, I think you know it, it was interesting nonetheless, and it's interesting to hear different takes from people. Uh, but you know, let's talk about uh, well, ghost talk. This is something. Well, that's up. the thing, Patrick. You, not only you know you you've been on the you've done the TV thing. You've you, been you, doing this for a while, I, but yeah. you you yeah. Uh, Savannah, Georgia. First of all, is like uh, one of the top three most haunted cities in the U.S. according to my list. It's not going to be at Savannah this like, year, though. What? Right? Then I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Where's it going to well, be? <laughs> it, you know what? It's almost as good, if not just as good. Yeah, really? going to be in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh. Yep, yep, oh, yep, yep. Oh, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for the first time ever, we, we did Ooh. the first six of them in Savannah, and I love Savannah. Don't get me wrong, it is an amazing town. Like you said, Doug, it is, it is definitely at the top. It's, it's, if, if there was a mecca for ghost hunters, I think Savannah would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, you literally, you can't, you can't throw a rock and not have it land at a haunted location in the historic <laughs> district of, of this city. Wow. I mean, literally. Every every third building, I would say, every third or fourth building is reported to be haunted. And then, of course, there are all the unreported accounts that, you know, people have where they're like, oh, we don't want to attract that kind of attention here. So people kind of sidestep it. So Savannah is just amazing. And if it, any of your listeners out there have never been, do yourself a favor, plan yourself a vacation, go to Savannah at least for a weekend, but, you know, longer if you, if you, if you can manage it. Get down there, do some... It's a beautiful city. It is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and from a historical perspective, if you're a history buff, lots of history. I mean, Savannah just oozes history, and it oozes paranormal activity, too. There is crazy stuff that goes on in that city. It is it is off the charts. Wow. I know um, Doug's been itching to go there for years. I have years. been absolutely itching to go there. I finally got number yeah. two, because I, out of my top three, I, I say, you know, Gettysburg, uh uh, New Orleans and Savannah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I finally went to New Orleans and, you know, got kicked out by a hurricane. But, you know, I, I went uh, to New Orleans finally last year. I still yeah. have yet to go to Savannah. But well, I haven't Savannah's been to Salem either. Yes, and neither I've have I, believe it or not. Yes, I, I admit it. I'm hosting an event 
um, <laughs> in a city that I have, I have never actually been in. But the good thing for me is I have an amazing support network of uh, friends that are helping me to organize that are local to the area. Uh, first and foremost, um, my, my friend Fiona Bloom, oh, yeah. um, who I've, I've spoken on uh, uh, panels with. Uh, she's a, uh, a member of the Wiccan community in, uh, in New England mm-hmm. and knows tons of people in Savannah and has just had great ideas and just been a wealth of information. I, I can't thank her enough. I could not have done this pull this off like I'm doing it without her. Uh, another uh, huge help is uh, my good friend Marley Gibson. Um, she's an author. Uh, she's got a, a, uh, a teen fiction book coming, or a young adult fiction co- book series coming out mm-hmm. this spring. Uh, it's called The Ghost Huntress, and uh, Marley's a great guest. You all ought to look into trying to get her on, on the air where okay. we talk about, yeah. talk about the, uh, the series. Uh, she is a uh, paranormal investigator as well. And uh, just a great friend, and she's local to the Boston area, so she's been a, uh, a huge help in, in getting this thing off as well. But, yeah, I, I admit it, I've never been to Salem, so I'm as excited as everyone else uh, there is going, a, going there. There is a young lady that lives out in that area. I think she's still very close to there that I, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to personally put you in contact with because I think you need to, if not have her maybe as a part of your conference, but I think you should meet her. I think you'd, you'd be... You'd be you'd be better off meeting her. Her name is Heather, Heather? Lambert. He- Heather, Love yeah. her. Heather Lambert is a lady yeah. we've had on this show. As a matter of fact, we're going to be having her on the show. I'll let the cab. We're going to be having her on in March. She's Actually, like a big giant ray of sunshine. Heather Lambert is. I think we we have to have her on like at least once every six months just to keep this show going because <laughs> in, in in of herself as a person, she is probably the most not. And I I can't stand bubbly people. I want to crack their heads open. They drive me nuts. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Heather is just one of the most genuinely nicest people that I that I we've ever had the, the pleasure of having on this show, and she lives right in that area, Patrick. Um, I'm making this stuff all on the I'm saying this crap all on the air, but it just popped in my right. head, and she's a fantastic lady. I'm going to make it a point to email you with her contact info if you want to just get Please drop do. Her I, because we, she, we we may be full on speaker slots. Yeah. I might be able to slip uh, a couple more people in. Yeah, um, I have to update update the schedule. We we just added two new guests um, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, uh, Christian Day uh, is going to be um, uh, 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 speaking on Thursday night. I, I think it is doing a, uh, a welcome to uh, to, yeah. to Salem. He's a member of the the Wiccan community there, uh, bonafide uh, witch, which I, I I do find rather ironic. You know, Salem is um, you know <laughs> uh, the, the city that once persecuted yeah. people for witchcraft. Now it's done a complete 180 degree turn well, and now they're celebrated it. there yeah and I'm, I'm told that even the police cars in salem have a witch on a broomstick as their logo on the police car so it's like not only are they not persecuting but the cops got their back now okay <laughs> <laughs> it's written on the wall it's written on the police cars hey you don't mess with the witches in salem <laughs> well that's called that's called atonement i think <laughs> That maybe yeah, what that is. Yeah. Maybe we screwed up back then. We need to do something about this now. Exactly. Well, you want to talk about a, a situation of uh, taking lemons and making lemonade? You yeah. Know, the, the, <laughs> there the you go. Community did it in 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 Salem. You know, hands down. Um, so we've got Christian Day. He's mm-hmm. going to do our, our our welcome to Salem and, and talk a little bit about the history. Of course, you can't do anything in Salem without acknowledging its infamous history with with the witch trials. Of course, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, Really excited about that, yeah. and uh, 
just, you know, people can go to the website. It's ghoststock.com. That's G-H-O-S-T-O-C-K.com. And we've got our complete itinerary. Uh, the preliminary uh, schedule of events is up there. Um, we've got our, our guest list and our bios, and there's information about making your hotel accommodations um, and uh, registering for the event. And speaking of the, of the hotel, we're holding it at the Hawthorne Hotel, which, yes, is supposed to be a haunted hotel. So um, we're really, really looking forward to that. And one of the really unique aspects about Ghost Stock that really kind of sets it apart uh-huh. from a lot of the paranormal conferences out there is that we can we conduct um, paranormal investigations during the event. Now, a lot of groups or a lot of events do this, but it's usually a mass investigation where you might have 30 or 40 people all investigating in the same room. Yeah, I gave up on those years ago. <laughs> I yeah, I, I did too. I, I usually try to sidestep them if, if at all possible. If it's if I, I'm required to be there, I will, but it's just usually a bust because there's way too many people yeah. who's whispering, who's murmuring, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it, it's just, you know... It, it's too it, many it's, people. Yeah, your, yeah your, your evidence, anything that you capture is already tainted immediately. Exactly. With Ghost Talk, we do something a little bit different. It is a smaller event. On average, we've seen about 100 people in attendance over the years, so it's one of the smaller conferences. But smaller, I think, is better. Less is more. It's My more God, in- Patrick, thank you for saying that. Keep going. Sorry, let me interrupt you. <laughs> I'm not going to go there, Scott. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean you it. Like, yeah, we're validated, on. Scott. Yes. Oh, that was awesome. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Not going to do it. <laughs> oh, so the small, oh, the small treat be known about Scott L. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say. Well, that can be interpreted so many different ways. Good point. All right. You know what? We'll we'll flesh it out in a few minutes. Okay. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. Sorry. No. Uh, no, okay. no problem. No, I'll make a point. So okay. okay, go ahead. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we, we, we organize um, up to, we, we secure up to a dozen or more locations, and we send people out in groups of anywhere from 5 to t- five to 15 people, on average about 10 people, yeah. and they go out in these smaller groups, and they go, in the, they go around town and they investigate. This is the way we've done it in Savannah for the past several years. And this is the way we're going to do it in Salem as well. We're, we're in the process of, of, of locking down our investigation locations. Um, but we'll send people out into these smaller groups to go and work on a smaller team. And um, early registration is key. You know, we, we let people choose the location that they want to go to based on when we receive their registration information. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the earlier you register, the the more of a, of a preference you have of choice. So it's, it is imperative if, if it's important of having a selection of where you get to investigate, uh, people need to register early. Um, and it's, it's still not too late. We still have plenty of, of locations available, but, uh, I urge people if you have it, if you're, you're itching to go and you have it in your means, you know, go ahead and register as soon as possible mm-hmm. to, to make sure that you get to go to the location you want. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're we're really unique among paranormal conferences in that regard because, you know, lots lots of conferences out there and lots of investigations that accompany these conferences. But in in, I I think we might be the only only event that is doing it like this, where we send people out to, you know, uh, yeah. a multitude of different locations in these smaller groups and say mm. and collect, have them all come back, 
collect their evidence, and mm-hmm. then Saturday night we do a reveals panel. Everybody gets to go up there on stage and, and say what they did or didn't experience while mm-hmm. they were on their investigation. So it's a, it's a truly interactive... Did or, did, did or didn't, you said, Patrick? So, I mean, anything... Uh, yes, you said did, did or, or did not, okay. yeah, any activity that they did or did not find. Okay. Because we, we've had that happen. You know, we, we go to Savannah, and as active as Savannah is, um, you know, I, I, if we send a dozen teams out there, Eight of them come back, nine of them come back saying, yeah, we got this, we got this, we got this. Mm-hmm. But we always get, you know, three or four teams that said we went there and nothing happened. And as mm-hmm. anybody that's been doing this for any period of time knows, that's <laughs> that's business as usual yeah. in the paranormal. Yeah. No, you don't always get activity. No. And uh, and, and that's, that's what we say. You know, it, it, it's perfectly fine if your team goes up there on stage and there was like, this is where we went, and uh, nothing happened. Thank you very much. Good night. That's it. You know, That's every, just as valid, in my opinion. That's just as valid, well, in my opinion. we have yeah. driven in Massachusetts, yeah. so if they have to drive there Oh, my or God. Back, yeah, Patrick, have you never there, been there before? There will be something that everybody will have to say just about oh. the ride to <laughs> and from. You, you've never been there before, Patrick? You've never been I, there? I've been to Massachusetts, and I okay. actually did a lecture in Beverly, Massachusetts, which is mm-hmm. just north of Salem. Uh, I drove I drove past Salem. I didn't have time after my lecture this this uh, this past October. I did at a, a university up there. Um, I didn't have time to stop during the day or dur- you know afterwards. It was too late. Well, you don't want to uh, stop so I, in the car because they'll run you over, Patrick. Yeah. they'll just kill you. <laughs> the drivers in <laughs> Massachusetts. Yeah, that, that's what I've heard. I have so, ne- yeah. I love all of our friends out there. We have a lot of friends out there. We've uh, they did explain though that they know this and they even have their own nickname. Yeah, they, for this driving. <laughs> yeah, and I was just stuff, appalled. Yeah. And I thought Detroit was bad. Oh, I did too. Oh my. Well, God. any you know any I, I've noticed that up there um, in New England, even in New York City, when you get out on the highways surrounding Manhattan, mm-hmm. traffic actually moves along. Mm-hmm. Nobody rubbernecks. Nobody because they realize you slow down. Slow equals death. <laughs> Keep moving. And what all the locals understand, it's like, oh, no, 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 you don't slow down. You don't understand. You just keep going, otherwise you're going to get creamed. Yes. No, but no, let's go but back to this. They're probably some of the best drivers that I've encountered because of that. I, rubberneckers drive me up the wall. Well, don't come oh, to Michigan. God, look, yeah, don't somebody, come to Michigan. Stay out of Michigan. somebody changing a flat tire. We have to slow down and take a look. <laughs> oh, don't, you know how to, you know how Just to, in case his head explodes as he puts the last lug. You know how, you know how to create a traffic, exactly. you, know, you know how to create a traffic jam in Michigan? <laughs> you know how to create a traffic jam in Michigan, uh, Patrick? How? Tap on your brakes. Yep. That's, that's all, all you, you got to do. do here. Tap all your you brakes. Atlanta is the same way. Boots. Atlanta is the same way, and that's where I live. Yep. It's ridiculous. Oh. Let's go back to this small comment I made a few minutes ago, because I really want to redeem myself. <laughs> oh, no, you do not. You don't want to visit that. Here's oh, please, my point. let's go. Here was my point on that, and it had yeah. nothing to do with all the gutter-minded people I'm talking to on and off the phone right now, okay? Wait a minute. Wait. Let's Let's revisit it. Really? You, he, Patrick said, sometimes okay. smaller is better, and you said, thank you, Patrick, for making the point. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. I mean, do we need to pull Amber in here? No, you and leave Amber out of this. Okay. Now, my point is, is that there have been a lot of conferences out there, and we've been to some of them, yes. where they claim to like be like pretty much next to the KISS tour. 
um, right. Yes. We are going to be the biggest conference ever in history. Oh yeah. Yeah. We are we going to have a, names, but we know who. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We're yep. going to have everybody in the world here. <laughs> we are in Port- Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons it's will be here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. Um, and that's all cool. Sometimes yeah. they don't work out that way for them, but. Uh, yeah. But some of these ones we've been to, they have had a huge attendance. And what we've found right. is that it really a lot of the magic, I think, of these really cool conferences that we've had the pleasure of going to over the years is that there was that intimacy where we could talk to people, hang out, yeah. get to know people, talk about things, learn things from each other. Um, just all that stuff wound up. And we, Definitely. I know we found a lot of the, our favorite conferences we've been to, and we've been to a lot of them, um, has been the ones that have been smaller. We could, where we could talk, and, and by the end of the weekend, we got people who are like, we don't want to leave, we want to hang out with you. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'll tell you, that's how that's how Ghost Talk has been in Savannah, and I won't I won't be um I won't beat around the bush here. You know, I I've been doing this. I've done six of these events, and I've done all the conventional wisdom to grow it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I I would like to be able to actually turn a profit and put some food in my family's stomach, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. and and help pay some of the bills. Mm-hmm. I have run every one of my conferences in the red, save for one. I think it was Ghost Stock three or four. Mm-hmm. We were in the black to a whopping tune of five hundred dollars. Now, considering all the man hours and woman hours, because my, my, my wife Pamela had helped me immensely out in organizing yeah. uh, the yeah. events for, for the first few years, um, in terms of all the hours uh, uh, of effort that we put in, we were probably making about five cents an hour. <laughs> <laughs> when all things, all thing, you know, when we add everything up, when we tally everything up at the end of the day, it was not about the money, and it's never been about the money. I would love to be able to actually grow the event and make it something that was a commercial venture to where I could actually be making money and do these sort of things and not have to worry about, you know, where where the next paycheck's coming from. No, that would be I great. understand that. No, and, I mean, and, you know, do it in an ethical manner. I know there's a lot of noise out there from some people about, you know, uh, us paranormal uh, people lining our pockets. Oh, trust me, nobody is lining their pockets in this field. Okay, we've proven Don't hand over. Yeah. we've proven hand Don't over be- fist here at Ghostly Talk that we. <laughs> it doesn't. No, this, it's been a free yeah. show since day one. You know, and it, yeah, so no, yeah. and I understand that too. I mean, that there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think as far as putting out no, no, it's a lot of work. Is, you know, if, right. if it's a business, you know, you, you, you call it what it is. If it's a business venture and it's it's there to make money, mm-hmm. you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, as long as people are going and they feel like they are enjoying themselves and they are learning something and walking away mm-hmm. and they feel like they have gotten their money's worth on it, then that's great. Yeah. That's the bottom line, you know. But after Go Stock 6, you know, I'd done all the conventional wisdom, everything, to try and grow the event, to try and, you know, boost attendance. I did everything I possibly could think of. I, you know, did print advertising. I did printed flyers. I, I promoted it on the web. And the event has stagnated right around, give or take, 100 people mm-hmm. since Ghost Stock 1. Well, actually, since about Ghost Stock 3. We did grow for the first three conferences, and then mm-hmm. we, we peaked, peaked out right around 100. Mm-hmm. And then I had a, 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 I, I had a moment of... Um, I, I, I had a spiritual moment, I guess, if you want to call it that. On the way home, on the drive back from Savannah after Ghost Stock 6 uh, last, last spring, mm-hmm. and I came to realize, I said, you know what? 
less is more, and part of Ghost Talk's charm is that it is a smaller event, it is more intimate, people have more of an opportunity to interact and chat with people, and that's what people really love about it. Yeah, that's if what I've always loved about it. 400, 500 people here, it loses the intimacy. Yeah. It changes completely, and it's not going to really be that. Now, if it suddenly picks up and it becomes an event where we get 500 people, will I turn away from that? Will I shy away from that? Probably not. You, you know, I, I, I will, I will, um, you know, continue to push it forward and, and expand the event, but I'm not going to stress myself out over trying to grow it into something it doesn't want to become obviously at this point. You know, it's almost got a mind of its own at this point and, you know, in, over time, if it gets bigger and it grows on its own, yeah. great. If it stays the small, intimate event that people have come to love and know, then you know what? Maybe that's even better. You know, and I think that's, that's like, much. I would like. Yeah. To, I, I would yeah. like to turn it into a money-making venture, but if it doesn't, if I just break even, then it's it's worth it for me. It's it's about sharing knowledge. It's never been about making money. You know, I again, I would like to. I would like to be able to do this only. <laughs> Exclusively and pay the bills with it, but if it yeah. never if it never amounts to that, I'm doing it because it's what I do anyway and it's what I love. There you go, and man. We'd I... love you for it. <laughs> uh, I do anyway. <laughs> well, Patrick, I knew this was going to happen. I knew we could probably sit here and gab till like God knows what time, but unfortunately, we're at, we at the very end of the show here. Uh, can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, it's, it's finally we've done it. We 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 did it finally, Patrick. We we've got you in the hands. Yes. I am so happy about this, man. Oh, this um, was great. This yeah. was one of the this 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 was definitely out of all the interviews I've ever done. This has got to be in my top three at least. Oh wow, my favorite. This was this was great. I had a great time with you guys. Well, thank you, you so much. Awesome. That means so much coming from you, Patrick. We really appreciate that, man. Hang out for one thing. Don't leave us just yet, okay? We're just going to close the show out. Okay, right, hang tight. Wow, so, what a everybody. show, man. I'm fried. That was, <laughs> I'm totally I am fried too. right now. That was Patrick Burns, of course, of oh, www.ghosthounds.com. We can't thank him enough. And, of course, before him, Rebecca Hardcastle of RebeccaHardcastle.com. A lot of fun talking to her, too. Yeah. And also exoconsciousness.com. And we're going to try and get both those links up. We will. Um, we'll take care and of then, of course, uh, oh, Jason Clyburn. Talk about go- trying to throw a... Um, uh, a After working a nine-hour day between the both, the both of us worked a nine-hour day this, today. And then we we <laughs> Not that we don't mind, but I'm just like, that was a lot to do, uh, and I think I, yes, I'm very was. happy we did. And though. of course, Jason's website is theprodigygroup.org, so we, uh, yeah, wow, it's been a long day. You I guys want to get carried out with Alien XSS or but Teenage Bottle Rocket again? Teenage Bottle Teenage Rocket. Teenage Bottle Rocket. All right, we're going to do that, guys. This has been Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. And I'm Todd. And I'm Bonnie. We'll go, uh, Thank you, everybody. Later. <laughs>